I'm Dustin Zahn, and this is Trainwrecks. Uh, first up, sorry for getting this one up a week late. I've been on the road for three weeks, so I simply couldn't make it happen in time. But I just want to say again, uh, thanks for your support, those who are tuning in all the time. Um, you know the deal. Subscribe on iTunes, review it, share it, whatever. Whatever you can do uh, that helps, because the bigger the show is, the easier it is for me to convince guests to come on and do it. That's basically as simple as it goes. Um, also, I do appreciate the emails and the messages. I'm just horrible about them. It takes forever for me to respond to close friends and family too. Uh, so I'm not an asshole. It's just that I have no ability to prioritize. All right, I need to do some real talk real quickly. I got to get something off my chest, and uh, maybe this pertains to you, so if it especially does, listen up. I'm really tired of people trying to take selfies or do Instagram stories in the DJ booth when I'm there. Um, basically, you get these people that are coming in, and they feel that they can take a selfie you know, with them and the crowd behind them or whatever, or... I don't know, like the worst is when they try to get my attention and take a photo with me while I'm DJing, which I think is extremely selfish. And I don't know why you believe that an entire club or warehouse or wherever I'm playing, you think that basically the party should stop so you can take a moment to get a picture with me or really any DJ for that matter or any performer. Um, it's just kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it takes me out of the element it, for the crowd it looks kind of weird when it's like the performer's busy taking pictures instead of trying to, to do whatever it is they do for playing music. Uh, it fucking sucks, man. You know, like I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do my thing here. Uh, you know, I don't come down to the corner you're working on and try to take a selfie in front of you. You know what I'm saying? So let's just let each other do our jobs and try and do all the picture shit after we're done working. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. All right, let's jump to this week's guests. Truncate and Hyperactive are back. Mike Gervais is here for the first time, and finally we phone up another surprise guest. Uh, this episode was recorded in mid-December, uh, a couple days after Truncate threw his first Truncate party in Berlin at Griesmühle. The lineup included these guests in addition to other badasses like Your Own Search and Rod. Uh, the party was super long, super messy, and needless to say, everyone was pretty fried by the time we recorded on Monday night. However, we did the best that we could, and uh, yeah, I mean, what else can I say? Hyperactive, he's an old-school Chicago DJ and producer who was on the show a little over a year ago. Check that episode out if you're curious about his background or, or you like his vibe in this one. And coincidentally, he has a new track out this week on a new label called Northern Parallels. It's called Saturn Sending, and I played it at all three of my gigs this weekend. And uh, hey, it only sent people running to the bar once. I'm kidding. Uh, Truncate, he's always busy. Uh, he did remixes recently for Mark Broom, Carl Cox, and Nicole Modaber. And his latest single called Work Tracks features a remix from Jimmy Edgar. And as we'll find out in the podcast, he dropped some news on a big uh, record that's coming out, I think, in the next month or two. So keep an ear out for that. Mike Gervais joins us for the first time. 
He's released on Ben Sims' label Symbolism, and he has his own one called System Records. And additionally, he's got something coming out on my label uh, later this year, which you can hear in the latest Devious One Fabric Mix. That track is... uh, Shit, I don't even remember off the top of my head. I forget what it's called, but check it out. It's coming. Set me free. That's what it's called. Uh, and you may refer, you may hear me refer to him as Mike G because that's how I've always known him. Um, but Mike, again, coincidentally, has an EP out this week as well. Uh, it's called, I think, just System Remixed. It's on System Records, and it contains remixes from himself, Ben Sims, Drum Cell, and Yours Truly. Uh, my remix is on a much darker warm-up tip, while the others are pretty much straightforward peak-time bangers. Uh, it's a really solid record, so check it out. Moving on, this episode got a little messy. Uh, in fact, I don't think I've ever had to do so much editing for a single episode before. It started with sake at dinner, and then it just kind of completely derailed once we got back to the house. Uh, for the show, I only have three mics, but there were four of us, so that was already a little bit of an issue. Uh, I, I shared mine with Mike, and uh, we also decided to do a Skype call without ever testing it. Horrible idea. Um, juggling three people on one microphone while having a buzz on was probably the worst idea I had on the show in a while. It's pretty much a drunk cast. Uh, that being said, I did my best to clean it up and fix the levels. I hope you dig the episode. And on the next one, we've got Grain, which also got a little out of hand. So if you dig this, come on back. All right, here we go. Beer one down like a champ. I should have I should have done the sound Damn. check before the sake. Yeah. All right. I could take it down. You guys ready to do this? Lou Rawls. Fuck it. I mean, you can Lou always, you can I always Lou Rawls from uh, Pensacola, Florida. Edit shit out. You want to you wanna do the intro for the show, Jojo, in the sexy voice? <clears throat> Hi, everybody. This is the Trainwrecks podcast number 40-something. 40, 40, 40 I don't know. I'm going to take over hosting duties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we actually got four people and three mics on this one, so it might get a little messy. Uh... Today over cheek to cheek. Can we smoke in there? No. Yeah, you can. Well, just you're not supposed to smoke cigarettes in my house, but you got the door open, so it's okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'll take a break when I do it. Uh, yeah. So we got Truncade on the show. David, say what up? What up? Jojo, hyperactive. Hello. And Mike Gervais. Mike. Yo, hey. So that's what's happening. Uh, and we didn't plan anything. We're just gonna kind of go with it. We came from dinner, and now we got a couple drinks. Yeah. Good dinner. Nice yeah, run. right on. I'll tell you Probably. what, though. At, at dinner, though, it was like, you know, when you come in and you have that, like, hazy jet lag dinner and you're having a couple of drinks and everything's a little blurry. It was kind of like that. Uh, yeah, it cleared up quick, though. The reason is because David threw a label party on Friday, and that's why all these guys are in town. They Ooh. played at it on Ooh. on Friday at Grismula, and uh, I don't, let's just start off talking about that shit. Yeah, uh, Friday, Friday night. We had a pretty nice little gathering at Grease Mula. Um, it got pretty greasy. It, <laughs> it got greasy. Um, I had Mike G from Minneapolis, uh, my good friend Jojo from Chi Town. We also had Rod, Jeroen Search, Luis Flores, myself, and the local Grease Mula DJs playing. 
and it was a good turnout. And uh, it was a 22-hour party. Got a bit, um, not going to lie, got a bit messy. It, you stayed the whole time. I stayed. I well, I stayed 18 hours, yeah. but I was about eight, 17, 18 hours, which is it's pretty insane, I know, but I kind of had to do it. <laughs> at one point, it was there was no turning back because I had to play at 10 in the morning and then again at 4 p.m., so... There's no point in going home. Well, but didn't you and didn't you and Mike also tag during the show as well? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we tagged at like I had a three hour set, so he came in at about what an hour and a half, I, maybe. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. How <laughs> it was fun it though. Was, Every, yeah, it was super. The fun. crowd was, was super into it. Everyone was dancing, having a good yeah, time. It was a uh, good, good old fashioned house music. Yeah, man. Thanks for that. That was fun. And you helped me out too because I was struggling for a little yeah, while. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You did, when I came up and uh, I was like, "Can you help?" I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> here, slam this thing," and you're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do it." Yeah, I need a break. But um, yeah, I think it went really well. It was super busy. There was a little bit of uh, technical difficulties at one point when Rod was playing, but he recovered really quick. And the terrorist attack. <laughs> Yeah, I, like basically there's about 20 minutes of silence, right? Yeah, like yeah. That. The power went out and I guess the whole yeah. building, both sound systems well, were off. The thing is, is they brought in a, they brought an extra sound. And Where the heck was I at when that happened? That's what we're wanting to know. I think you had already left by that point. No, dude. This was like 5 in the morning. What this time did you leave, on. Joe? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but you played at 10. You stayed. At, did you go home before your set? He can't remember. <laughs> he can't remember. He's like, he's like, fuck. Yeah, I yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yep. You were, I think, I think, Two I hours. really think. Well, you I had to go back in. because when we went to dinner, we, Dustin said, "Don't bring anything." Oh, that's right. Because we went to the club right after dinner, so that was about eleven thirty ish. But we started off with good intentions. You said that you were gonna like go back and get some rest and. Actually, I, I think I was the only one that went home and went to bed. No, he uh, did leave. Oh, I did. So he did leave. I did. Oh, I okay. had to go get my stuff. So luckily, it was. But you did take a, You took a nap too. Two though. hours. Yeah, because you disappeared Damn. for a while. All right, fair enough. Yeah. And Mike was in my face about it. At least you had yeah. a nap. Exactly. <laughs> when he was assaulting everybody. <laughs> at one point, Mike was like throwing beer on me at purpose. <laughs> I was looking for like, a hand. I was looking for a hand. I thought you guys knew how to party. It's all, it was all in good fun, though. You're lucky Dustin didn't knock you out. <laughs> it's good to have you guys back, though. It's been a minute. Yeah, I mean, Dick was on number one. He's been on another time, I think, with Cosman. But uh, yeah. basically, by the time that time this episode comes out, it's more or less the two-year anniversary. Uh, yeah, about so, two years. Yeah. And I was here last year. Joe, it's been almost exactly a year. And Mike, it's your first time. Also, uh, you got to play in Berlin. What, what I mean... You know that's pretty crazy compared to the states, and like, what what was that kind of like? Oh, it was you know exactly what you would expect when you come to this big truncate party. All a lot of people really up for it right from the get go. Is there another? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean the the thing is, is like we're really spoiled in Berlin. Like you could go to the absolute worst venue in Berlin, and that will probably be like a godsend in the states. You know what I mean? Because like, mm -hmm. there's some great clubs in the states, but there's not many. So I don't know. It's just every time people just assume that like if it's not at like one of the top two or three clubs at a ship, there's so many good venues in town, yeah. always good parties, and it's really fun to play out as a DJ. You know? And it's just the later, <clears throat> later throughout the night, you're when it's really late, the next day late. You realize the appetite they have, right? Right. 
for it. Yeah, the 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 patients, the they're willing to wait it out and see what happens and just stick around for hours and yeah. hours and hours. I know I definitely saw a lot of the same faces the same times that I was there. So there's people awesome, like though. sticking out, sticking it out all the way, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I liked it was on a Friday, which was awesome because you know how the deal is here. Like Sunday nights and then Monday and Tuesday are canceled. <laughs> and so like you go out and party Friday and like by Monday you're basically normalized. Well, we went out kind last of, night. Dave stayed in. Yeah. He's oh. the only one that... <laughs> You know, I stayed in bed, man. I was chilling. <laughs> We're all kind of dragging ass today. Yeah. <laughs> well, David, David came from a couple other gigs. From that's true. What, like uh, uh, I did, uh, I did Wednesday night in Wednesday. Paris, and then Thursday in Barcelona. So I was still a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely still jet lagged, but still feeling it from those two nights. And he's got an excuse. Brutal. <laughs> right on. Excuse. Uh, well, let's just keep it going. So let's talk about what everybody's gotten into lately because it's been a long time since everybody's on the show. So uh, Start with JoJo. Yeah. Um, what are you doing, JoJo? Playing a lot in the States. Um, shows in Chicago. Just working on remixes right now more than anything. Right on. But I start, you know, I probably said it the last time, getting my own production and stuff in order. Kind of rebuilding the studio, kind of reapproaching that a little bit. Yeah, you said you just did the UAD uh, deal, right? Yeah, I got one of those, and just selectively picking pieces I want. Kind of, I, I find it, I, I feel a little more effective with hardware, so I'm going to go back to some hardware and stuff and see how that goes. It's fun, man. I mean, the thing is, I'm not ever. I don't give a shit about the hardware versus software debate. We all use both here, but at the same time, it's like there's. What you can do with one finger clicking on the mouse versus two hands, it's undeniably going to be different results. Whether it's better or not is doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. So it's cool yeah. to try other shit out, you know? Yeah, some sense, at least. Right on. For sure. Mike, what, what about you? Me? What have I been doing? <sighs> Give me a time frame. Well, you got the remix record coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the first System Remix EP on my label, System. Uh, Zahn has a, a mix on it. Uh, candy, just do it on his table. <laughs> I, I can hear all this crumpling. <laughs> yeah, what's Open your nougat so he can continue the interview, man. He's got the Snickers over there for us. Joking with the Snickers. Dude, you're not, you're, not, you're not hiding this at all. Everybody, I can hear the crumple loud as hell. <laughs> now go ahead and eat it. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> So you got a remix record coming. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we got uh, Zahn, you had a remix on it. Uh, uh, ben Sims did uh, two different interpretations. Uh, one is going on the vinyl. We'll have another one that is uh, a digital exclusive. And uh, Drum Cell. Also, I did a uh, reinterpretation of my past works, too. It's basically, you know, I gave parts to you guys for... Everything I've done up until this point is like something of like six releases, mm-hmm. and you guys could pick and choose, you know, whatever parts you wanted to use, and you know, turn in the finished product. And you know, I I think that the release is really great, a little something for everybody. That comes out the first week of February. Right on. That's is this cool. the first remix EP that you're doing? Yeah, it's the first remix EP. Dope. How long has this been going? I forget. A couple of years now. I don't know, man. I remember. You've been I doing years. I know. A long time too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it. it uh, 
when Time Fog stopped, uh, I pivoted to System. And that was, yeah, actually, you played the first System Party, Dustin. That was up in the, uh, That's the record room. That's what I was going to say. Those were parties first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. yeah it started out as parties. Uh, was that 2011, I think? Damn. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, in Black? Yep, it was up in Black. And so, you know, first it was parties, and then the intention was always to do a record label, and, you know, that came along at some point. And here we are. I can't remember. Were you were you doing the time fog parties with Aaron as well, or was that... The, no. That was black. No. no. Um, there was record room, like the first times that it came out to Minneapolis. Right. But there was like four four promoters. Yeah, right? there was a sure. few. But I know Aaron and you, I think you Yeah, were we eventually together. we connected because when black left uh the record room and went to a different club because they changed the format first they have changed the format and they right. you know stopped black um uh, that's <clears throat> when a couple of the people like the promoters from black like collaborated i found another club called bolt and mm. we started doing shows there and it turned into like an every friday thing and that yeah that's when i that's started the, working. yeah i never that, went there no no we never got you out that's there. right um, yeah, and that that only survived for about a year before mm. uh, they uh, ultimately they their lease stopped and they turned into a ping pong bar. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at, I mean, at the end of it, people ended up they just really didn't want to go to that club for some reason. We can never figure out why. Mm. It like wasn't super. You couldn't get away from the sound, <clears throat> and the dance floor was just like really imposing. Was it just too much sound or what? Yeah, uh, it was just, it was like this long hallway and no matter where you were, it was loud. <laughs> and so I think that's why people ultimately didn't come and hang out and stay and um, come back consistently. Um, well, so, I mean, people are always asking questions and there's a lot of promoters that do shows and shit. What do you think makes a good club in this day and age? I mean, there's a lot to it, but like, what do you notice the details that you, you realize that, ah, oh, fuck, this club miss the miss the boat on this one or something layout sound yeah the lighting i mean lighting. it comes down to the lighting sometimes all, all the details <laughs> <laughs> yeah sound system is obviously one of the most important things yeah, i course. think lighting that's, is pretty, pretty close important. up there because when you have a club that's too bright i think a lot of people get turned off you know because they want to they go there because they want to party and get lost a bit but, you know, I mean, I guess in Europe there's a little bit more lighting going on, but especially in the States they're all about the dark room, one red light or a video wall thing. And, like, that's cool, but, like, if it's too dark, it seems kind of like a funeral. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you need some – I'm not saying you got to light the whole fucking place up, but a little light adds, like, this movement or energy to it. Yeah, you know? but I don't want a whole bunch of, like, uh, I don't want it to lasers. be lit up like a – But it, what that's we're talking – That's for festivals. Yeah, man. well, we were talking at dinner because this will be – if you're wondering, it, it was two months ago because this interview will be up in a while. But like, uh, there was an EDM festival in Brazil, and the fucking oh. stage collapsed. And watched this video today, and it was insane. Like this, like all the spe the high stack speakers and shit, and the, the video, it just came down and crushed everybody. Unfortunately, uh, the DJ died, and some people got injured. But I've never seen staging like that come insane. crashing down. It's insane. But, but I mean, if you watch the video, you look at the wind. It was ridiculous wind. You would think at some point the promoters are kind of like, you know what? We need to stop and like, yeah, it was a pretty dangerous situation, man. It's scary. Yeah. Well, um, I was I was at Joel Mall's last week because, uh, well, actually, by this point, we have a record coming out. So buy that record called Way of the Wild, Unparable. <laughs> uh, anyway, so 
he was talking about the last time he played at the festival in Detroit at the Beatport stage before they moved it over to where the Pyramid stage used to be. This was 2011. Were you guys there for that one? Mm-hmm. Mike, you were probably there, right? I no? wasn't there for that. I think I was there. Wait, okay. 2011? Yeah. Wait, I was, I was there. That was, was the last there. time he yeah, played, and I was, I was like, there. he was like, yeah, just because he, he found a flyer or something. I'm like, I remember this because during his set, it was covered, so it was like completely rammed. Everybody was uh, under there because so, of the rain. And uh, some crazy motherfucker climbed up the scaffolding and everything on the stage, and like this was probably 30, 40 feet in the air at least. He's like trying to push up on the... Uh, the tent type material, the canvas or whatever, to like push the the water off because it was kind of collecting in the oh, little Jesus. areas, and like he had no safety gear on, and like he could have fell onto the dance floor at any second. I'm like, this motherfucker is gonna fall. It's <laughs> happening. I was just trying to take bets on when. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it never happened. Thank God. But like that was the well. I mean, it would. I felt like that shit was gonna cave in anyway. But it it was crazy, man. I I, I would never do that. I'm afraid of heights, though. Who was playing? Joel Mall. Oh. Yeah. So, lastly, what's up with you, David? Oh man, you had Tons. a lot of show. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start, man. I don't um, know. I didn't pull up Discogs or anything, but you did a lot of remixes <clears throat> and stuff this year. Yeah, Blueprint I mean, record, all that. Damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, more recently, I could just say that you know I did the remix for Ellen Alien on B Pitch. Um, Carl Cox and Nicole. Carl Cox and Nicole Madaber. Um, I got a, I had a couple of truncate records come out. The most recent one with Jimmy Edgar remix, mm-hmm. which is uh, I'm super excited about. And um, yeah, actually, what ye, yesterday or Friday? Maybe Friday. The remix that I did for Mark Broom just came out on EPM. Um, yeah, man. I'm, you know me, dude. I'm constantly working on tracking mm-hmm. studio. We're always talking back and forth. I'm sending you my ideas. And yeah, always. You're my like go-to guy with the ideas. And, well, I'll tell you. If you I'm, know, I'll, I'll be blunt with you. Yeah, you'll be like, nah, I'm not feeling it, man. And say, hey, cool. That's that's exactly why I sent it I've to always you. said, though, like a good friend to tell you when your music's good, but a bad, or I mean a great friend will tell you when the music's bad. It's bad, yeah, you know? exactly. And you straight up, yeah, and I do appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you've been busy as hell, and, I mean, I know you still got plenty of unreleased shit, so. Yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. man. I just got stuff in the pipeline, and I'm trying to get the next Truncate record set up, and, uh, man, yeah, tours coming up, gigs. Okay, but, so, I mean, not just people listening, but the people at the table here, like, we're all slacking in the department, department of putting out music. Like, how do you keep up such a breakneck pace of, like, just pumping shit out? I don't know, maybe because my music is so simple, it's a bit easier, but I just, I mean, for me, it's like when I'm home and I'm chilling, I just sit in the studio, man. It's like, it's kind of all I do. It's like almost work all the time, even though a lot of people don't think I work all the time. See, we're over here, like, we pull up Netflix, you just pop into the studio. I do Netflix too, man. Yeah. You know, I catch up on shows. The thing is, is it's like, you know, uh, like I was saying, I haven't been, I haven't done any techno since July, and then after last week when I was with Joel, I was like, I need to, because you lose, you have to practice this shit because yeah. you lo- you forget. I'm like, how did I make this, or how do I make those kick drums? So I was like, I need to get it back on it, and I've been trying to make just like some loops every day, even if it doesn't go anywhere, just to maybe I'll use it later. Yeah, maybe it'll add up to your library. CD, maybe it'll be a track. I don't know, but yeah. like, I, I'm pretty. I like to try and make something at least every couple of days. You know? And and also like what I notice with myself and, and you know you know what I mean, it's like, you know, we both 
buy rec- we're always buying records all the time you know and stuff not normally that we would play totally so that totally inspires me as well you yeah. know like especially with that lo-fi sound that yeah. we're all into and that stuff gives me ideas and then i make techno i'm like god my techno is getting boring and i want to try to throw in a bit of a different vibe in there and i don't know i'm just trying to mess with a bunch of different ideas it's still all techno for the most part but yeah. it's just i get it i'm getting a lot of inspiration all over the place do you ever see like maybe the influences of like the lo-fi house or anything expanding into like a possible album or anything or not really? Oh, uh, actually, I've told you this before where I'm like, you know, I, I kind of want to do an album that's not techno kind of all over the place. And it's the idea is there, but I haven't I haven't really jumped into it yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to, man. I want to make an album where it's I don't want people to be like, oh, it's just going to be another, you know. 10 tracks of dance floor tunes like, like it's me something. <laughs> <laughs> no but i know what you're saying but yeah. something just yeah. totally unexpected and and different you know and I, i'm sure that's what every artist wants to do mm-hmm. but i i really want to do something like that and i don't know when it's gonna happen but i'm trying <laughs> right on yeah jojo but have, have you ever done an album actually a hybrid one hybrid right did yeah. you yeah man i don't remember that one the double pack <clears throat> okay yeah. And it was was, was it techno or more? It was all tracky. One had like the jazz chord track on it, right? No, no. What's it Squibbler. called? I'm Squibbler. I'm only bugging. Oh, right. That's I'm right. gonna YouTube it later. I don't know that. I didn't even. Know I think I have the Age production. Yeah. yeah. Was, was a, there's a picture that's rad, and there's a picture from the hip house of me with my hands out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a record store, but that was the picture he used for the album. <clears throat> then I did something on hybrid with. Not an album. This is kind of off topic, but with Skull under an alias. Yeah, uh, Skull's yeah. back apparently. Do you know if is that shit like uh, yeah, new still, stuff or new stuff? Yeah, some re-release, yeah. remastered stuff maybe. But there's new stuff on there for I sure. Mean, he's a badass. You know, he's one of those guys that's always made good shit. You know. Yeah, he makes dope tracks for sure. What year was this? Ninety six ish. Around there, ninety six and ninety eight. Actually, Patrick Skoog summed it up. We figured out the 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 best year ever for techno on this thread. Like, there's a bunch of people chiming in. I want to say ninety seven, ninety was it ninety seven or something like that? I don't know. Ninety seven, ninety eight, something around there. <laughs> that was when it. That's kind of a pivotal point around there. Ninety seven, yeah. ninety eight. Yeah. Do you re- like? I mean, do you remember much about uh, what was going on in Chicago at that point, or you already had out to LA? Right at the end of ninety seven. Okay. Yeah. Is that when Higher Source opened in mm-hmm. 97? Yeah, that Damn. winter. Blank Program was the name of the alias. Oh. Blank Program. Yeah. Right on. There was two collab tracks, and we each did an original. I can, I can feel the internet searching right now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We're waiting. Discog, Discog sellers can start raising their prices now. <laughs> um, I need to mix up another drink, so let's come up with a question here from the internet. Well, you mentioned... Uh, Oh, I had a whole Hire, bunch on my there's thread. There's so many. Really? Uh, I didn't even look. Somebody, because Higher Source was a record shop, right? Yeah. 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 Someone was wanting to know, like, what are your, it didn't say if it was current or past, but they just said, what is each of your favorite record shops? Oh, oh for me back then was Higher Source for sure, because I, I didn't know Joe back then, but the techno selection was always, like, super top notch. And I think John Tejada was buying in the techno, beginning, maybe, I was buying it, but but later on took, too, right? He might have, yeah, yeah. I think there so. were other guys like Dean DeCosta and, and Dean. De, yeah, that's right. Tom White, those guys. Oh man, what's that dude? Coco. Coco. Was he was more of the house guy in, in the house, yeah. right? Dude, but the selection there was I just amazing, man. Yeah, 
really good selection. And then Victor Korea was working at there at one point too. Mm-hmm. That's where I met him. Crazy. What about now? Where are you guys getting your wax from? In Chicago, a gramophone in Chicago. <clears throat> um, if I'm in LA every now and then, I'll go to Amoeba. I haven't been to Amoeba in a long time. But um, yeah, but early on, it was imports, etc. Hot jams, and then gramophone was the spot. You know. But we were just talking the other day. Juno is badass Dude. for the states. Dude, I if get. If you do the the overnight delivery or whatever, I don't have. I don't. I don't know if what it is, but I never choose overnight delivery. I just literally get my records the next day. They're probably like, I bet that dude's truncated. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're hooking up. Thank you, Juno, if you're doing that. By the way, I'll promote you. <laughs> now they're going to be like, no, but they're, no, they're going to go and check their invoice like, hey, you owe us 5000 in shipping. <laughs> well, No, man. Like, I would order, and I told Dustin, I like, I'll order, I'll make a record order like at 9 or 10 in the morning LA time, and it, it would ship the same day, and then I would get a tracking number that afternoon saying it's going to be delivered tomorrow. It's crazy. And it's insane, dude. And it had literally has not failed. Hold I mean, what? <laughs> Are you telling me that you order records from Juno and they come to L.A. the next day? Yes. That's bananas. It's insane, dude. I can verify this shit because before I moved to Minneapolis and I could go to like Vital and all those stores in, the, in, in town, I had to order shit off of Juno. And I was in Ironwood, Michigan, which is bumfuck north. It's like by Canada. There's no reason that you would go there normally. I would get that in two days from London. Even if it was three days, I'd be yeah. amazed. And but in one day is just crazy. So I don't Juno, get it. Juno's in the UK though, right? Yeah, London. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Dude, those guys are so efficient, man. It's insane. I, I can't even get a pack of toilet paper from Amazon <laughs> one day. So, if you dude, get in Germany, from, that's a real deal. <laughs> <laughs> if you ordered toilet paper from Amazon, <laughs> obviously. Come on. That's the reason I have Amazon. <laughs> You probably don't have a Prime account, do you? You just, you yeah. just order, you order ground Prime. shipping, <laughs> just the slowest. From DHL. DHL. Yeah, I mean, in, in Europe, uh, well, not in Europe, in Berlin specifically, DHL is kind of like the main deliverer thing, and they have Amazon Prime. And I've I've cut myself off from ordering from shit from there because they never deliver it to your house. You always got to walk like 20 minutes. I'm like, that's why I didn't want to leave the house, so I wouldn't have to do this, <laughs> this shit. Is the point. And it's fucking horrible. Just wait till they get the uh, the, the drones. The drones to come and plop it into your window. I, I mean, that's for real. Maybe not literally that. No, but no, they're doing that. Like door to door. Yeah. There's that new thing where they can they can drop it off inside your house. You've seen that, right? The I'm Amazon. not down with whatever that is. Like, you, it's like a secret. Or some shit? No, no. There's like a it's like a secret keypad that only the delivery the courier has, and they open your door and leave your stuff inside your house. I don't know. I haven't that's followed up. That's for Canadians. That's what that is. You know <laughs> I haven't followed up to see how that's working, that's but apparently it's only in certain. It's, it's so, yeah, it's only in certain cities right now. But I'm like, come on, dude. How 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 hard how easy is it to just pass that code on to see your one of your homies? And just be like, yo, check it out. This guy's in a nice house. Sorry. Jojo, sorry, cut off. No more beer. <laughs> All right, let's pull up some questions here. I'm just going down the list. This is not in order of importance or anything. Yeah. Durout Juan from yeah. Colombia hit me up. Yo, like, Juan. Juanita, who homie. of you guys can eat the most empanadas? <laughs> me, me, I don't obviously. Know. Yes. <laughs> hey, usually the skinniest guys can eat the most. <laughs> totally. Uh, nah, it would be me. <laughs> <laughs> if 
patacones. I mean, if I'm a betting man. Oh, I love patacones, man, with that little salsa. Yeah. Warmed up so- oh, salsa, was, they do. It was oh, Selena yeah. that asked about the record shops. What oh, up? really? Yeah. Oh. She says hello. Oh, hello, Selena. Um, let's see. What else do we got for Hi, questions here? <laughs> Best place to eat in L.A. from Spencer Parker. Oh, crap. Mm. Let's just pick a cuisine. Let's say Chinese. Oh, dude, Chinese um, Yang Chow's. Yang Chow's. That slippery shrimp, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that better be a trap, man. All right, <laughs> slippery shrimp. See, now we got that two, is we that got dude trips. reptilian tank and slippery shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's legit, dude. It's so good, man. I mean, it's probably. I guess there's probably someone listening from LA going like, "Oh God, no, oh, not gosh. Yang Chow's." But I think That's it's pretty badass, case. dude. Yeah. What about? Mexican, that's that's impossible. Yeah, there's always well, it's like because you know when it was people are like this is the best pizza I've ever had, and like, <clears throat> shut up, you can't quantify such a thing. Like, because there's always there's gonna be like the two a.m. frozen pizza, which is the best pizza you've the, ever had, yeah. and then there's like going to the small town in Italy, best pizza you've ever had, and then there's like the Chicago deep dish, whatever. You know, like there's always gonna be something that is the best pizza you've ever had. I mean, if I could name one place that that really tops my list as far as tacos. Is this one place by Mo Drumsell's house called Leo's Tacos? That's pretty damn incredible, man. And that's not even like LA proper. That's like I think it's like Roland Heights or Hacienda Heights. But that was I found that on a Yelp search, man. And it was like, dude. Ever since then, it's like almost my almost my favorite, dude. But super good. This is from a good friend Rob in Kansas City. Um, he said favorite beer of all time. That's another. That's another question. That's another impossible question. I I just pulled up one from Marco that says, "What's the worst beer you've ever tasted?" Oh Oh, crap! Pickled PBR. Well, you're into beer too, right, Mike? (laughs) No, that shit's good. Yeah, yeah. Good ass beer. Joe, I heard you drink pickle juice as a child. Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) Rumor has it that never happened. True. (laughs) I'd leave that empty pickle jar in there. (laughs) No one, and I was hoping nobody would drink it or do something with it because I already <laughs> drank it. Oh man! Um, dick move. The same mark. Oh Jeez. shit! <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Damn. Uh, All right. So uh, the next question. He's got a, a few of them that are good. Uh, well, actually, Rob's. Uh, All right, go ahead with yours. Rob's wife has had a question. Yep. She said she wants to know how tall we are. <laughs> Five foot twelve. I'm six ten. <laughs> Five thirteen. Two foot fifteen. Joe. Two foot fifteen. <laughs> so that's three feet. In meters, we're not doing the math. No. <laughs> Sorry. You have calculator. I'm six foot. Six, right, I'm six. six yeah. I'm six. Depends right. how how long my hair is. Uh and it says Marcos says everybody, well, basically everybody has a lot of back-to-back sets, including with each other. That, that just sounds uh, Including with weird. each other. Which is technically true. Actually, I've never played back-to-back with JoJo. I've played oh. back-to-back with both of you guys. I've I've done back-to-back you with everyone. Back-to-back literally back-to-back now. on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, what are the pros and cons of back-to-back sets and what makes an ideal back-to-back partner? There's like all these weird Oof. sexual connotations in that. <laughs> Well, Who's going to take that? I, I, I can start. Do it. You start, I'll finish. It's hard to get in a rhythm. 
your own rhythm that you're used to doing because you're constantly transitioning from what's playing unless you're like a super super close compliment and what you play all the time it's not a bad thing but it's you got to gear yourself to not maybe play how you would normally play i think and i think the two and two i think it should be three and three i like the one to one because you got to stay really engaged with what's happening and then it's like a push-pull thing that's true it's hard like to you're work. both like you have to be paying attention. You can't go anywhere <laughs> because you're up next, and then you're you're always we, thinking. It's a very selfless. We I like one twos. Two and two is I think is good, but I think we were doing one and one. At, yeah, we were doing one that's and right, one. Yeah, that was my recommendation. No, and it worked. Yeah, I think it worked. Yeah, yeah. that's also house music. Interesting. Too. I've never like, done techno's that. Techno is different for me. I play what, techno what different than house. True. What? I mean, that's I might I might have a different evaluation doing one to one. That's fine. You can, you no, I'm saying that I haven't done it, Joe. so I would uh, like to at least do that. You know, I mean, for me, the reason I like two to twos is because it's like maybe you like, dude, I I know how to elevate this shit immediately, or like you got this little mix you want to pull off, and you can't do that on one to ones. But in both twos, you still kind of got to be on your toes because sometimes with one on one, you're like, oh man, I'm sorry, I was busy, I went and took a piss, or I'm having a drink or chatting or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but actually. I just the last time I did a back to back was David. It was our first time actually yeah. together. I think and we did we did a house set. Um, was I think it was twos. We did twos. Yeah. yeah. Mike Mike was there. He opened an, an output, and I played back to back with Mike. But I don't. I think we just. It was so long ago. I don't remember what we did. But <laughs> yeah, I think twos are the best. Two and, and twos. I, I mean, we probably did threes at one point when we were getting a bit sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's just the way how the night went on. Sake cups. Yeah, oh, man. we got that hammered enter, that enter night. sake. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the thing is, is it's like with back to backs, you really have to find someone that you kind of roll with. Like, there's some people that are really great DJs, but like if I was to play with them, I don't think I'd be able to, you know, do a good job. And which is kind of weird because, um, you know. Uh, Actually, I think we clicked together really well when we did the house thing. I mean, we I think we would do fine with techno, too. But it's like it just it worked, whereas other people like, don't like their taste in house. So I wouldn't yeah, have been we, able to do it. You we know? both have a similar taste in music. And I mean, it shows because we're always sharing tracks back and yeah. forth. And so it, it was like it worked for sure. You guys both stayed true to your home roots. And I guess Mike as well, even though Minneapolis is more like, what would you say? Communicate acidy things. I don't. I don't know. Well, there was also missile. Minneapolis has a sound, but that's more of the bands than techno. But anyway, the, no, well, the, I mean, there was like more of the hard acid stuff. Well, that's I what guess, I was mentioning, like yeah, Woody and all that. Yeah, you know? and 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 uh, Dory DJ Apollo and all that. Right. Um, it says, have they ever considered making the shift to Amsterdam or Berlin, as many others have done so? <clears throat> and if they decide not to, I guess I mean. Have you done that or not? And you've got a place here, Dave, right? I mean, you're not I here do. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like like I tell people, it's I love Berlin, but I don't think I could live here, you know? And yeah. Well, LA is pretty great in my opinion. Yeah, it is pretty badass. The weather is great. <laughs> you know, my family and my friends are there and I have friends here too. Don't get me wrong. But it's, um, I don't know. I think maybe when it gets to the point where I can't do the flights anymore, I'll have to reconsider my options. But for now it's it's totally fine with me right on and and then well jojo did you have something to say about it or like i mean 
robot. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Jojo chewed down for a second. Um, but the last part of it is, he, he wants to know is, what's your opinion on pairing techno with food and drinks? Should it be done more often, more like the Richie thing, like techno and tacos or sake and techno or whatever? And, mm. Listen, man, I like food, but let me tell you, if you're going to go out for an all-night party in the club and there's like six, 700 people at least, the last thing you want to do is have to worry about a heavy dinner at the club. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, dude, no. <laughs> That'll be super sloppy bathrooms. Yeah. You're fighting with those birds. <laughs> fighting with those I just remember I went to the ice cream bar parlor with you. Didn't we go up there? Yeah, we went okay. up there. <laughs> Did I get anything? I don't remember. <laughs> I know you got an espresso or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Did we go up there? Yeah, yeah, we were up there. We were, we went up there a couple no, times. No, I'm tripping. Uh, <clears throat> no, we were up there a couple of times. Ice cream, espresso, delish. This guy wants to know, does Trainwreck's pocket... Oh, wait, that's not like a... Yeah, it doesn't stream live, just so you know. <laughs> you're saying you're answering it now. <laughs> <laughs> two months later. <laughs> What was your view of the scene 10 years ago? Well, we'll start there. That was from Matt. Um, 10 years ago, just I'll start everywhere? with that. So, like, 10 years ago was, what, 2007, mm -hmm. going into 2008 at that point. I mean, that's kind of, in my opinion, that was right before Ben and Marcel took off, with, mm -hmm. and even, like, Burkind to some degree. Like, Radio Slave tracks were really big. That was a cool period, in my opinion, because, like, there was a lot of that... You know, Loquidice and all that shit was really blowing up. And there was some great minimal stuff, and there was a lot of garbage, too. But in that 2006 to 2007 range, there was so many kind of, like, major classics from that era, I think, that kind of came out. It was like it, the tail end of the minimal era. Yeah, like the the peak, but also the tail end. And then 08, 09 is when it started to get, like, more Tougher. darker and techno again. Yeah. You know? True. Would you guys agree on that? I do agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Right around there is when I did Music Box. That was 08. Oh, that's right. That's and still then, a dope track. Did, well, the, well, there was a Len Faki remix. Did that come out or was that no. just a... No. Okay. It's kind of a, a concept. VIP thing? Yeah. I think he was figuring out if he should do that one or, or wide, wide Open. open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I mean... Well, no. When did... 12. When did you do Wide Open? 2012. Wow. Well, the original was '97. I still have I still have the early version of Wide Open Remix with the, where it doesn't have that vocal the, without the vocal. <laughs> yeah. I got that too. I mean, both <laughs> versions are great, but the thing like the original and the remix, but like you play either of those to this day, and it, it like kills. it'll wake the party up like yeah. every fucking time. That's it's crazy. crazy. Rod played it, Venus this weekend. Oh, oh Venus. Really? Okay. Oh Venus. Well, just you know, never mind. <laughs> so what's changed since 2007? The answer is a lot. Yeah, and um. Has it made techno better? I think so. I think so, for yeah. sure. I mean, production quality has gotten a lot better. I mean, um, there's a lot of crap also. <laughs> Anybody there was a lot of shit in 2003, though, too. Yeah, that's true. But it wasn't as easy as... It wasn't as easy to put out a record in 2003 than 2017 or 2007. But, yeah, I think the music's changed a bit. It's gone in the cycles where... The old school sounds come back a bit, and uh. well, the, the thing about the old school thing, uh, you know, I as of today, you know, like I said, this, you guys got to re up on drinks. You can just listen to me talk while you re up. Uh, Resident Advisor went and did the whole uh, like 
2017 in techno and or not in techno but in music in general and it was a good job <clears throat> they did a good job on it but it's like what i what i realized and a lot of it is they were referring back to like a lot of people were playing older tracks uh that were blown up again or like older styles and whatnot and it's like i've always to grab the beer man sorry uh so the reality is is it's like should we You're making me lose my train of thought here. I'm going to have to edit a lot of shit out. Um, no, but, like, is it at a point where it's, like, we're just going back to old records because there's not enough great new stuff? Or are we just too obsessed with the, the old days? I don't want to be like the parents that only listen to their albums from their teenage years. I think it's just, I, mean? I think maybe it's just the fun of digging for these old records and rediscovering these gems that are not very well known and yeah. re-educating the, the new kids with all this old stuff. And it's it's still exciting, even though for an older DJ, they're like, oh, man, I played that record to death you know, yeah, exactly. 20 years ago. But this new DJ that's been, you know, DJing for five, six years, mm -hmm. they're finding this record going, wow, this is like 93. Totally. And it's I mean, amazing. It, it's crazy to think that a lot of the young kids these days that are like 21, 22, they didn't even know that like the minimal era existed. Yeah, you know what true. I'm saying? Like they yeah. only know like the last three, four years maximum. Yeah. So um, and it's definitely interesting because I don't know. I I don't want to always rely on um, old records, but at the same time, those are the ones that get me the most excited. I mean, you know this. We talk about this shit every day. You know, but I'm always and. Yeah, I, I still dig through my record collection and pull out some stuff that even even if I found it last year and I ignored it and then I pick it up again, I'm like, what the hell? This is dope. Why didn't I why didn't I rip this a year ago when I rediscovered it? It just like you know because your taste change and and stuff is more relevant than than I mean it's more relevant now than like a year or two ago, mm -hmm. and it makes sense. So it's. I don't know. It's it's fun for me to rediscover records, even in my own collection, than than going out to the record store and buying stuff. But that comes down also to I'm still on Discogs. My want list is ridiculous, and I'm still buying records on on my on my want list on Discogs, and I still love getting that stuff in the mail and ripping I, that. And, I don't know if you guys have this problem, but what I, <clears throat> I go I I buy a bunch of records from like uh, used record store or something. Yeah, yeah. With the intention of coming home and ripping them all and actually using them in my oh, digital no, sets. I'm and really they just sit in my stack and I never touch them again. Because <laughs> there's so much new no, stuff coming up digitally that yeah, I, I just can't even keep up with it. No, I'm good with ripping my stuff, man. Like when, yeah. Just like the perfect example is the Juno stuff. When it comes the next day, if I'm home, I'll just start ripping everything right away because yeah. I know I'm going to play. I'm Not everything, but most of it. Okay, well, so here's the thing. A lot of people ask me, they're like, what do you... Uh, for the non-DJ types out there, ripping your records means recording it in and having the digital file. What's right. kind of what do you use in order to get like? Because you have really nice rips, so I've heard. I wouldn't know why you'd have them. <laughs> quotation marks. Uh, but I mean, uh, for me, like I use. I actually just record right into the Audio Eight. I think the needle is the most important part. I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm going yeah. through the Zone mixer to my Audio Eight, and I have an Ortofon needle. I mean, I got the Serato ones, which mm -hmm. are really loud, which I like. Mm -hmm. But I got a question about that. Yes. Why don't you just go audio eight straight into your computer and skip the mixer? From the turntable? That's what we do. No, yeah. I go through the mixer. You do? Oh, you do. Yeah. I, I go right uh I say fuck the mixer. No, I go, go through, right in. I go through the mixer. Oh, okay. Well yeah. that sounds good. I don't know but, why. 
Um, and for the most part, I mean, like in the post process after you've recorded it, I I do a little doctoring. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Which, the fuck? Oh, that peanuts? Yeah, have whatever you want. If you're hungry, grab it. Whatever. Um, sorry about that. You know, the thing is, is it's like so if you have a, like an older record where it's like sometimes I've had to take the same kick drum and the same key or tone or whatever. I'll put that under the track just to pump it up. And but the newer stuff, you don't have to remaster, so to speak, Not unless so it's like a shit job, you know. Yeah, yeah. The old stuff for sure. Like I find myself EQing stuff to make it to my liking. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's I don't know. That comes with the fun part, and also making edits. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this track, and there's this part where I don't like that I want to cut out, and I'll flip things around and put the breakdown a bit later on or something like that yeah well at, well we were listening to uh h&m hood and mills sleep chamber exactly. tonight before dinner like and, and we're and like those tracks track. were yeah two and a half minutes three minutes and it's like you you in this day and age you gotta at least double it yeah. just repeat the track you know then you just throw like a fat kick drum under it and it'll sound like new fuck yeah <laughs> uh what about you, you guys got any questions um Sorry, I keep my phone keeps going off, and we. I got one from this guy named uh, Kian. I, I'm assuming that's how he pronounces his name. How do you come about learning synthesis or putting down ideas or sounds you heard in your head? I guess. Oof. We were talking about that. Were we? Yeah, we're no, uh, humming a few bars into your phone, recording it. Mm. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just <laughs> gone. Because you always have a concept. And you're like, you're gonna write that down. You're gonna record that. No, I'll remember it. And then the next day, it's like gone. I have the iMachine on my phone, and you know it has a little Bear like. Grinvick swears by that. Do you use it much? Yeah, dude. If I have a melody or an idea in my head, I'll I'll recreate it and just just a little loop, and then go back to it later and go, oh yeah, and then I'll just try to recreate that on my DAW. See, this is why you're pumping out so much material. As soon as you get back into the studio, you're like on the road hammering out melodies, and you're like, ah, I'll use this later. Yeah, and it's not even a melody. It's just a weird little. Boop, Tone, beep, boop, boop, yeah, boop, boop. that's all it is. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not a musician. Boop, beep, boop. And what are you you're burning? Some serious. Wow, dude. <laughs> Exercising the demons. Yeah. Thought that was a. We're getting we're getting grizzle. deep into the fucking podcast cosmic. here. Cosmic. <laughs> we're 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 uh, burning some sage. We'd fit right in <laughs> at a giggling show right now. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till Trumpets plays. No, but really, um. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Ow, fuck. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> I have another little production question. So yeah. Has. This guy, Caesar. I don't know how to say that last name, but... Which elements of a track do you start composing with drums, leads, etc.? Mm. I'm usually a drums guy. What do you start with? Start off with drums. Always oh, a kick, yeah. Yeah. That's the, really? That's the base. I, I start off with uh, a synthesizer or something. Try and find something I can wrap everything yeah. else around. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm like Mike. I guess it depends on the track. Like sometimes I have an idea, like, oh, I want to use a psychedelic vocal or something. Or sometimes I just want to make a drum track. And you have like, I want to make a if Danny Tenegli was playing techno tonight type vibe. It just depends on what it is. But um, what I've been doing a lot lately is just turning on the machines and really just trying to play the shit out of them live. Like not even having it sync to a sequencer. And then I just chop it out and throw it in the track. Like, I don't even care if it's on beat because, of, of course, I'm going to try and get as close as possible. But, you know, just taking – because sometimes, like, even if you're switching presets on a synth or effects or something, it does that quick little weird noise or something. You're like, fuck, I wish I was recording that, you know? 
and that's what I'm trying to like edit out and throw into my tracks now. And actually, when I now that I think about it, when when I mess with my modular little system, I start with the synth first. But if I'm using like VSTs or even my my boutique stuff, I always start with drums. The modular stuff for some reason just makes me want to go go at that first before I even start with drums. Like I feel for me adding drums on top of something is so much easier than starting with like a, a a drum riff and then adding something to fit those that drum sequence. It is, but I don't know. I've just always been more of a drum guy. Yeah, whatever the works, whatever works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my thing is also like uh, on top of like, of course, the mood matters. You know what I mean? Like maybe you want to make like a festival track or something like that. So it really depends. Sometimes you walk in the studio and you're like, I have no clue what I'm going to do today. And for me personally, those are the times where I usually don't accomplish much. I'm not saying like I have a melody in my head and then I type it out and then it's a done deal. But if I know where to start my day goes way quicker in the studio. I don't know about you guys. I mean, do you just kind of fuck around until something happens? Or? Yeah, that's what yeah. I do. <laughs> unless much. I have, unless I gotta I have, have an idea. Unless I have the idea that I put in machine, like we were saying a little while ago, you know, where I have some sort of idea, I'm like, I need to get that out into my computer. But other than that, man, it's just farting around and, yeah, seeing what comes out. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the resurgence of trance? I've got into uh, this a few times already on this podcast. I'll tell you what, I'm not a fan. You know what? I don't need to hear Faithless from a techno DJ ever. I don't need to hear ATB from a house DJ ever. <laughs> like, listen, I get it. I like a elements of, of trance. I like Underworld. But I don't need to relive the 90s in that regard ever again. But at the same, in the same token, there's those that like that, prefer that. I think the same about techno. So for me, it doesn't matter because I don't listen to it. I don't have to listen to it. Doesn't impact me. But I, I get what you're saying though. There's, there's probably a few songs I don't want to hear again either. I mean, I've, I think I've luckily played a lot of gigs where I don't really hear DJs playing that. <laughs> the old raves really? it was always that mix. No, but Not like recently. The new trancey techno that's all in like minor chords. It's kind of sad and all that shit. I, maybe I'm not paying attention. I don't know, but I, don't, I mean, I, I, don't, I, mean, I haven't heard much I of it. I'm I've seen guilty. videos because like Boston One Six Eight when they're on my label, it's a bit trancey and like the sad, melancholic type vibes. And I, I mean, I like that stuff. I'm not because it's emotional and whatever, so it's easy to attach to. But it's like, not like 90s when trends. it's every fucking promo that comes out, I'm like, dude, I need I don't know. It was like something. a Doctor Zahn statement there. Doctor Zahn statement. I am not a fan. I hate it. <laughs> I'm just going to be flat, blunt. Also, I hate the acid resurgence, too. Not a fan. I don't, uh, I don't, yeah, that's, I don't, I that's hit or miss, man. Be, I think it'll be short-lived. Well, yeah. but it always, it, like every few years, it, go, it comes and goes. But right now, the deal is like acid lines and big, booming, cavernous kick drums. And I thought about it, and at first I was like it's not easy. really into it. But then when you think about it, it's like, well, how would acid be interpreted by 2017 standards? Close the door. My feet are getting cold. <laughs> Mine too, and I'm wearing slippers. Come I'm going to have socks on. No, uh, it's got to go joking. sideways first and then close it. Yeah. There you go. Just for a little bit. I forgot. It was, I was chilly too. My feet probably are the neighbors are probably like, dude, these guys got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, no, but so anyway, like big kick drums and acid stuff, and I like some of those tracks a lot. 
But the thing is that I, I realized, like, yeah, that's, I guess, how acid would be interpreted in this day. Like, they probably would have done something different in the 90s if that was the case. But I prefer more the dirty Chicago yeah, amateur acid vibe, school. you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't like any of it. <laughs> I didn't like it back then. I don't like it now. I don't like techno. Well, that, that, <laughs> I don't like that, that's the funny thing about acid, though. So here's a gun. I... When it comes down to acid, if you said, uh, what's the top 10 favorite techno tunes ever, I'd say probably more than half of them are going to be acid tracks. And if they say, what's the thing you hate most in techno, I'd probably say acid. acid. <laughs> you know? Like, it's either going to be the best thing ever or the worst thing ever, which that's why I say hit is or miss, pretty man. fucking close to the drug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I had a question from, we all know her, Hiroko. Actually, you're probably the only one. I don't know. Did everyone see Star Wars? I haven't seen Star Wars. I haven't no. seen it yet. I saw it on Thursday. Okay, so she says, how can Drumso like the new Star Wars? <laughs> Mo likes it? I guess. I haven't seen anything on Facebook, so I don't know. Uh, man. I know. I if, I had a, if I had the Skype technology, we'd call him up because I, I've seen that shit and it's <laughs> bullshit. It's like too campy, man. It's fucking <laughs> not even worth bringing up on the show. Damn. Is, I thought that was Mo a funny a, question. A, a, a Star Wars fanboy, though. Oh, dude, hardcore. He had okay. pre-sales. Well, He's got a saberless lightsaber. We, come on. Well, okay, we can answer that question in one word: fanboy. That's how he liked it. <laughs> well, I have to say, I liked the last two Star Wars movies that came yeah, out in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, the previous ones. I've watched them. I haven't seen this one. Well, some people shit month. talked. Some people shit talked the Jedi Awakens, or whatever it was called, the first one that came out. And I remember seeing the theater, I'm like, this is cool. And then I, I only watched it that once. And then I watched it on, like, a Sunday a week or two ago. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's not the best movie. First of all, it's called Star Wars, the most generic shit you can ever think of. Like, I don't expect much from a movie called Star Wars that's made for kids. But I think for it was a cool movie for adults. And if you were a kid, that shit would be incredible. Rogue Rogue One. It's Which, well done. The, the best thing about Rogue One is uh, Matt Massive and, and Madison, he made these t-shirts where it calls Rogue on E. He, like, adjusted the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So, anyway, oh, that movie Matt, was cool because it was a Maddie, bit darker Maddie. tone. And then um, this new one was just bullshit. It was, like, almost Jar Jar Binks level shit. You know? Oh, God. I was not a fan of Rogue One either. It was, Do you oh, like okay, anything, no, Mike? No, I don't like anything. <laughs> it's the end of my weekend. I'm grumpy. I have to take an early flight. What do you like? That's a good question. Me and Mike went to that Batman and Superman movie what? watching. <laughs> it was like midnight showing. <laughs> yeah, that was arguably one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Actually, a few years ago, uh, Mo Drumso and I went to see the Transformers, the first one with um, uh, what's the what's his name? Uh, oh God, Zyla Buff. No, the dude that was around. Why is his name skipping me? Fifty Cent. No, the Kanye? white white rapper, Mar Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Marky Mark. <laughs> Marky Mark. It was like Transformers three or four. We I saw, didn't know there were so many. Now we, we saw the midnight showing, and we were just dragging through it. Like it was. We we looked at you at each other, and we're like, it's even too far gone. Like we just yeah, let's just finish it. Stuck. It's so oh, bad. Man. Like, we wanted to walk out so bad. It was so horrible. That's the last night. Well, it's I was yeah. at someone's house last so week, bad. and we watched, well, the one of these Transformers movies on, I don't. It, I think they were in Egypt or some shit like that. It looked like a desert pyramid scheme thing. And uh, all I know is it was, first of all, it was dubbed in German, and there was no subtitles, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But it was easily, because it, it just looked like Transformers hiding out for 
three-hour movie. It was the <laughs> longest fucking night ever. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Change, a change of speed and questions. Our, our good friend Henry Chow in uh, New York asks, of the three of us, who can drink the most? Well, I mean, it's four now, but... Yeah. I'm not even in this competition. <laughs> Obviously, I'm clearly the lightweight I'd say of the group. I'd say it's JoJo. <laughs> Uh, Jojo really? will take the Jojo, crown. Jojo, you're pretty solid in that department. These days, I don't have the tolerance. College never stopped. <laughs> Three years ago? Joe's still crazy. in college. <laughs> Jojo's hardcore. What, uh, Elliot, it's asking, what makes the cut for a truncate track versus an audio injection one? Um, that's The vocals. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the sensual Modified. undertones. <laughs> um, you know what? Honestly, I just don't. I don't even focus much on auto injection at all anymore, so everything's yeah. just all truncate now. So it's, truncate takeover. Yeah, all the tracks are all truncate now. <laughs> Is that just what you're feeling, or like you don't? It's just what I'm feeling. And I mean, big, honestly, no one cares about auto injection anymore at yeah. the moment. No, Should you hear the David F tracks? <laughs> yeah, if you want to take it back, look up David F on Monoid. <laughs> I have, the first I, I have all right. your whole folder. You don't even know I have it. I remember. I sent them to you. I gave Joe like a ton of tracks that I never released before the Monoid stuff. I don't even know. Some of them might actually work. It's it's a bit more melodic and. What was your hard, what was your hardcore alias? Broken rules. There you go. Yeah, man. If you guys, I'm up. sure people know, but I did stuff on industrial strength, and I don't think most people know. To be honest, yeah. no. I was doing the hard stuff before all these guys were doing it. Perk, Dax, J, they don't got shit out of this. Oh man, I was doing 160 BPM, dude. Look it up. <laughs> Lichke wants to know who's better in the kitchen. Oh, I can't cook. <laughs> Joe, can you cook? I can the cook, G? but I, I, I'm I lazy. Cook. I can, same. Like, if everything's there and you're doing the dishes, I'll cook the shit out of some shit. But I like I'll grilling. It's, it's all that preparation, yeah. and then you eat, and then there's just a ton of dishes. I like that grilling. sucks. But I'm just a, I'm a simple guy. I can do, like, scrambled eggs. I can make a sandwich. <laughs> Nothing special. Mm. I can follow a recipe, though, and I can make it pretty good, but I can't say. I can make a, a you can great make a... dehydrated fruit leather. <laughs> No, what about those smoothies you made last time we were in yeah, Minneapolis? Speak. <laughs> those are pretty good. You got something to say, Mike? Oh, I do. My smoothies are gangster. Yeah, those are bomb. <laughs> Jacob wants to know from David how many Westy Twelves you've had over the years touring. Oh, I could say over the years I've maybe had about five or six in my life. Yeah, I've picked up. Um, the last time I was in Brussels earlier this month. I got a six-pack from uh, DDA, the promoter in Ghent, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to stretch those out as much as I can because they're super hard to come by, especially in the States. Damn. What was the question? Westy 12s. It's these, uh, this beer oh. made, made by monks called West Vlederen, and it's super hard to get. Like You have to literally make an appointment at this, like, I don't know what they call it, like a monastery or something. They're, it's literally made by monks. And you have to make an appointment to go get, like, one or two cases per customer. Like, they write your um, license plate it. number down. You have to make an appointment. Damn. Yeah, it's super hard to get. And then immediately you see them for sale on eBay for, like, $50 a bottle. But when you buy it from the actual brewery, you pay only, like, two or three euros per bottle. Shit. So yeah, 
beer nerd stuff. More more <laughs> alcohol related questions. Uh, have you guys ever drank in Henny? And what were <laughs> your you? thoughts after? <laughs> I remember drinking Henny when I was like nineteen. <laughs> Is that when you had like the Swisher Sweets blunts or whatever? <laughs> I I wasn't a fan, man. I'm the funny sorry. thing is, before we when we got drinks for the show here, I saw a bottle of that, and I felt like it was almost meant to be. <laughs> we were we were too poor to have that. We drank Boone Farm. Boone's Farm. Oh God, <laughs> strawberry Alize. I remember Bunch, drinking Alize. Oh God, Mickey's. <laughs> Mickey's. <laughs> the big mouth cans. They're really just uh, the the wine and. God, just forties, Boone's Farm forties, man. We you were doing the forties thing. Yeah, we yeah. just get forties and chug them. <laughs> just share them because you can share them. We just chug them. We pass. We get two bottles of wine and just say, "All right, shotgun," and just keep passing. Oh, God. Drink, pass, drink, pass until we got through them. Nice. Horrible. Like puff, puff, give, but drink, give, drink. <laughs> What's the least favorite trend in techno and techno fashion? Oh, I gotta say right now for me that whole as- atmospheric droney techno—it's just—it's being beaten to death right now. It's too much. I'm pretty much agreeing that with the trance tip. <sighs> yeah. Trance acid. What's his face? Rick. What? Uh, Owens. <clears throat> Rick Owens. <laughs> oh, even fashion-wise. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen. I oh, mean, are they talking about literally fashion? Like, well, both like clothes? the music and the fashion. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Bottom line. Andy, if Andy's listening, he's going to be really upset. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the deal, man. Like, if you go to a nightclub or a party and you're wearing, like, uh, I, at the at the truncate party on Friday night, there was some motherfucker wearing box dress white shoes in the club. And in Berlin, oh, I was like, those things were done for by 7 a.m. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, they some of these people, they wear, like, well, I call it a $300 t-shirt, but they refer to it as a piece. Like, oh, yeah, I got this piece in New York when oh, I went to God. visit. And they're wearing this shit. It's like got cigarette burns in it and stuff. I'm like, dude, just fucking get an H&M shirt and be done with it. Maybe wow. they bought it with the cigarette burn. That's why it cost $300. Yeah. I brought two white shirts here, and one of the two Sucker. is dead. <laughs> from the near. Yeah. You see through. You lost the hat that's a part of the club yeah, now. Yeah, the hat is now part of Greasebeard. <laughs> it, it was absorbed into the club. <laughs> what hat? It's a, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't see a I hat. I had a beanie told me. and a glove, and they're both in Greasebeard somewhere. <laughs> Probably in the corner. One slowly decomposing to the wall. I saw a glove in the corner. <laughs> that's my glove. It was on that little bench by the sound guy. Oh, man. Mo says, Skype me in. <laughs> Do we have the technology? I had to see if I have the technology. I'm going to work on this. In the meantime, you got any other questions? Oh, um, Chris, Chris in LA. You know Chris, our friend Chris, Chris Green. She said, "What's a flounder?" <laughs> this is more of an inside joke. Me, me on this Friday. Is, <laughs> this is one of the words, terms that I picked up when I that's a, moved that's a to Cali, <laughs> especially in Orange County. Is it? I don't know I, the origin. I've always heard people just say if you screwed something up, they'd be like flounder. But now it's like uh, my agent Nicole and and Joe. Yeah, it's we always caught say, on. Yeah, it's a Cali word for me though. We always say who took home the flounder uh, flounder award tonight? <laughs> Flounderville. Flounderville. Flounderella. There's a lot of little add-ons. How to be a Calling, calling to himself. He's not going to answer. He's never a crying baby when he answers the phone. 
Hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> What's up, dude? You're you're live. You're live What's on the air. On? Well, we've never done a Skype call before, but we're doing it on this show now. <laughs> oh, geez, you have a bad connection. We're just gonna roll with it. We're gonna see it's what we can get connect. out of it. You can blame Zon. So, Asmo, what sounds good to me? Asmo, what's the what's the worst? Uh, no, what's what, what was the question? The the worst fashion in techno or something? What's your least favorite trend in techno right now? <laughs> and all this in techno talking- fashion. Are you talking about trend as far as musical sound, or are you talking about trend as a Both. physical appearance? What are you Both. talking about? Both. Hmm. That's a difficult question, but I think the first thing that's coming to my mind right now is... Uh, Modular bleep techno. That's old. Techno that's... artists yeah. trying to project an image of being mysterious and unreachable in order to further push their career. Oh. Mo's getting deep. He's getting deep on this <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, he he hasn't There's... been out all weekend, so he's got some you know time to think about deep thoughts. <laughs> yeah, we're running out of tunes. Okay, what about music? Yeah, what about music? As far as music goes, musical I style. Oh man, I don't I don't really. I don't really give a shit about what people are doing with their music. I think there's a right time and place for everything. And just because I don't like something doesn't mean that somebody else is going to love it. I guess it's all subjective. <laughs> You're That's being too nice. Way <laughs> too political for this conversation. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not even trying to be. Like, That's not what Mo tells me when he's listening to promos. <laughs> are you running for office? <laughs> no. Nah. I mean, I've got great friends that make music that I don't like, but I think they're cool. I think what they do, you know, oh, reflects God. them. So <laughs> Tell me what you don't like about your friends. Ah, uh, that's a more interesting question. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, ask him the Star Wars question. Oh yeah, Hiroko, oh, yeah. what was the question? Hiroko <laughs> said, "Why yeah. do you why do you like start with the new Star Wars?" <laughs> he can't hear me. Did you? Re- no, yeah, no, he yeah. Can, Oh, can, can you, you hear Dave? I, I can hear David, but really low. I can hear you guys. He wants to know people. why why you like the new Star Do you really like the new Star Wars? <laughs> Do I like the new Star Wars movie? Yeah. yeah. As in The Last Jedi? Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> it was fucking garbage, man. <laughs> I mean, there were definitely scenes in it that yeah. were cringeworthy. No, here's the deal. I don't, I don't want to do the spoilers for anybody, but you remember that four minutes in the film where there's a big scene with Chewbacca, and then immediately after there's a big scene with Leia, and after that I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about, and they were both cringe-worthy scenes, but I mean, Jesus, fuck, man, it's Star Wars. <laughs> it's not. We're not talking about like, you know, <laughs> we're not talking about some like grand masterpiece filmmaking here it's a science fiction adventure disney film what the hell do you expect from it jojo <laughs> jojo's ruining your monologue with chips he's like he's opening up a bag of chips oh my god i mean i don't know to be honest with you, i think uh, everybody on the internet taking their time to go to Facebook and voicing how much they hate The Last Jedi and how much it disappointed them. I'm more disappointed in those people that they took it that seriously. 
That's a good point. True. <laughs> so See, if anybody's still listening, <laughs> they uh, we got another question: Is what is the what's your fa- what's one of your favorite gigs of 2017 so far? From Vanessa, actually. Oh shit! Hold away just a little no. bit. We've got a little white noise up in this mob. Okay, who can let Mo get that? Because he's on me? Skype. Go, Mo. All of us. First, yeah. yeah. Fuck, dude. There's been quite. You know, it's really weird. This this year has been equally just as shit as it's been amazing for some reason. <laughs> That's I honest. Think, I think this year I've traversed the complexities of some of the worst gigs I've ever played and some of the best gigs I've ever played. So well, we only want the down. best. Why don't you guys start? Will I get a chance to think about that? Hmm. I mean, I, I, one of my favorites right away for sure was Awakenings, um, the Awakenings Festival back to back with Ben Sims for me. What a great festival though! It's organized like Dude. really well. The production's top notch. And considering that, I, uh, that stage was like I don't know a few thousand people. It felt like a club vibe, you know. Everyone was super into it, and I don't know. For me, that was like definitely the highlight of the year. But. Close second, I'm not going to lie, is uh, the new club Mute in Medellin. The vibe in there was just out of control. And it Are you was cooking something, amazing. Jojo? You got to pick the chips <laughs> off, off, the, off the stove, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's those are mine cool. at the top. Nice. Shout out to Juan. Yeah, Juan, man. He's Dude, doing what's it. up? I want to come back he's to Columbia. <laughs> Book me. <laughs> nah, he's been, he's been doing it for a long time, and he's been bringing me from the beginning. So much uh, props for that. Right on. Uh, Mike, you got uh, something that's really... Uh, this year's been such a shit show for me with um, things happening in Minneapolis. I, I'm blinded by the question of what the best gig was. Uh, output was really good with you guys. That was I a had party. a blast that night, yeah. That yeah. was a party. Yeah. Dave, you had a good time at Output? Output was also a blast. Was Mo there? Mo, were you Mo? there? He was Mo there. Was there. Was, yeah, Mo was there. In the main room. Yeah, he yeah. came down after. Remember, like he was That's chilling. Right. Everyone was. We all party down. Was more fun downstairs without me, though. <laughs> 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 it's funny. I, we just got a message from Nicole too. So. Oh, okay. Hang on, just a second there. Jojo, your favorite gig of 2017? Do you uh, have one? Can you think know. of one? There's been a lot of good ones. Um, well, is there a standout one at least? Hmm. No Mute way. was good too, yeah. Mute Medellin, yeah, right. Dope vibe. I, pl- I got I played twice there. I did the same. Both nights were super. Second great. night was with Miro Pagic. That was good. Dude, is somebody coming over? Isabel. Oh yeah, let her in. So, is that here? Dave, you want to let her in? I'll let her in. I'll be the host of the show here. Uh, for me, I think. Uh, Actually, communion in Minneapolis is really good this year. I, I did that once a year on my birthday. That was awesome. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to go through my list here. Minneapolis is good. Yeah, communion. It's always is good. good this year. Actually, I had a, I had a really nice time at at Burkine also. Uh, Odonian in Cologne is. Uh, I always have a really good reception there. I really Look at enjoyed this game it. Chart you have. You actually have. I a actually I didn't update it. Chart. Well, you know, because I have to keep. I I'm a professional. Oh, no. I pay taxes. God damn it. I'm a hack. Well, um, what's that? Oh, the Mo's still here. Mo, hey Mo. <laughs> that is what makes you a professional. You pay taxes. 
Technically, yeah. What's going on with you, Mo? Oh, you know, I mean, currently here at home. Yep. Are you lactating? Are you making? No. Are you making music, or what's the deal? Are you doing hypoxia, or what? What's up? Well, I just released that new hypoxia record that came out last week. Uh, put that up on my uh, band camp and sold out all the vinyl in less than seven days. So I thought that was pretty awesome. But uh, for the last year, kind of been doing a lot of experimental music, ambient stuff, and another project I'll leave unnamed, which we just released a full-length album of. Ooh, artist trying to be secretive. Isn't that your pet peeve well, of the year? <laughs> oh. The difference here is that I'm not trying to project an image of mystery. I'm just trying to fucking stay clear of it so I can I... keep the purity in my music without being ruined by everybody else. Yeah, that's a big vodka. You want some? Yeah. But, it's called, uh, it's yeah, this year yeah. I'm focusing fully 100% on Trump's all stuff. Oh, there's, what was that? There's glasses up there. That's a big ass glass. <laughs> you got any questions for us, Mo? Yeah, I do. What are you guys all doing for New Year's? Uh, that's for Jojo. I am, I'm in Pal in Hamburger. It's me and, uh, Eftemin in Fairbairn, the resident there. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an awesome time. Actually, we were just talking earlier because I was, we were talking with Dave and like one of the better closing sets we've seen at Burkheim was definitely Eftemin for yeah. sure. Still has no, for me, no one has topped him yet. Really? Yeah. When was Interesting. That? When was that? A couple years ago? Yeah. A couple years ago. Yeah. Pretty badass. Steve wants to know what what kind of product you're putting your hair in '89, Jojo. <laughs> Three palms. I didn't have any hair back. Um, you know what? Can you hear Jojo? Uh, there was. No, uh, I can't. So you just have to assume that we're going to assume he I, had hair in '89. I got my hair cut somewhere, and they used this hairspray, and it had an Eiffel Tower on it. And it was like this glue. It was like, I'm sure punk rockers used it to get their mohawks. It was Elmer's glue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't remember. Punk used eggs. Used what? Eggs. 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 Oh, yeah. Egg whites. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> get the whisk. Wait, so what were you using then? Just eggs? It was like this hair. It was, I can't remember the name of this hairspray, but it was. Um, Maybe it was called Eiffel It, it was white. And it had Eiffel Tower in pink on it. It's kind of weird. Wait, wait. <coughs> no, Aquanet didn't. Google have it. No. Someone Google it. No. I'm sure they still make it. <clears throat> Mike wants to know how does uh, JoJo Hyperactive approach productions currently with expectations based on such a fundamental and important background in the history of early techno. Oof. And does he feel the need to reference that time, or is he currently more like, fuck it, I'll make what I want, and that's what it is? More of, I mean, it's, I think whether I try to do it or not, a lot of my old tendencies tend to surface a little bit, but I don't, I don't really have, I don't care, I mean, I, I try to write stuff that I like, that I would play, you know. Right, but what, what kind of tip are you on right now? Um... I think what I'm pl making versus what I'm playing are a little different. Um, I like a lot of the hypnotic kind of
kind of spacey stuff, you know, but just kind of hard hypnotic stuff, right? Some atmospheric, some melodic stuff, but more just kind of twisted, loopy, groovy stuff like that. Steve wants to know, are you into smoke signals or the telegraph? (laughs) Oh, smoke signals. Centrific. Into voice messages. <laughs> Missing calls and Are you the guy that still leaves voice messages in 2017? Yeah, I leave voice messages. <laughs> did, did I miss the memo? This, this is a question. This is a question from O from our, our good friend Justin Milkplant. Can you can you hear, hear David or does David got to talk up? Yeah, I can hear it. He said, "What's the best taco spot in LA?" Divulge oh, your secrets. That's, that's a topic a, of high debate. Yeah, dude. That's I, what I said earlier. But I, I want to know what Hey, what was that taco spot ac- across from? It wasn't Medusa's. It was another one. It was Cactus? It was, it cactus was Taco oh, from the Vine Bar. Cactus Taco is pretty good, but I wouldn't say that. Yeah, that's the not the best. As a matter of fact, me What's, and David just recently discovered a new spot not far way. from my house. Is it Leo's? Is it Leo's Taco? Milo. I can't no, no. Or... What was it called? No, it's uh, fuck it. Alerto. Pepe's, I think. Pepe's, fuck. Yeah, that, I said a, Leo's, there's but a, there's a chain in Chicago called Pepe's. I said Leo's, but now that I think about it, Leo's is the taco truck downtown that has the great El Pastor tacos. Yeah, that place is pretty good too. No, but the one by your house is probably on the top for me. Damn, yeah, it's so really cool. weird because it's not an it's not an L.A. downtown proper, but it's fucking. That's really, really good. Legit. Josh Anderson from uh, Fargo said, Musically, did you obtain and meet your goals for 2017? Explain. <laughs> did you have any goals for 2017? So that's a double no, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> no, definitely not. It was a, it was a year of distractions for me. So don't, just leave it don't be distracted. Failure. Should be DJ distracted. <laughs> I definitely feel like I uh, reached most of my goals this year, for sure. Yeah. Be a dad. <laughs> well, musically, I'm saying. I, I oh, think music. I did everything that I set out to do this year personally. And I think uh, set new goals to focus more on just straight-up techno and drum cell stuff for next year is is up for question if I'm ever going to succeed that. You guys? I'm just trying not to fall through the cracks here. All right, what was the question? <laughs> the question, what was the question? Did you, um, did, you achieve your goal, did you achieve your goals for 2017? Yeah, I think I did. If you're all writing David, this down. David just slays goal, like goals right and left. David achieved yeah. his goals for this We were already talking about that. He's the most <laughs> prolific of all of us as far as relationship goes. Efficient okay. and productive. <laughs> but, like, for busy. me, I would say for 2017, hell to the no. Uh, I did not accomplish half of what I should have done. But for 2018, I'm working on it. I'm going to hit somewhere right between the mother and the fucker. It's going to be a good year. <laughs> I like to hear that, man. Yeah, I've been dropping some loot on the studio mm. bit by bit. So it, it goes in seasons, really, for me. It's whenever I feel like the most motivated and inspired. So we go, you know, I've go through those seasons, I guess, to be fair. 
So I, you know, I reach out to other things for inspiration, not just trying to knock my head against the wall in the studio. So I'm, I'm happy in the, in the direction I'm going right now. What well, I feel. Well, there's a certain part of knocking your head in the studio that you have to go through to come out with some something phenomenal. You, you put in five hours of time and only 15 minutes is actually fantastic. Unless you're David. <laughs> Somebody on the internet wants to know what's your strategy for getting gigs in a new environment? Maybe like after moving to a new city or maybe just fucking in a country you've never been. Gotta go out. Gotta meet people. But if you're a DJ and you're looking to get gigs, the the fastest vehicle is the right music, especially if you want to go overseas. Yeah, there ain't, there ain't, just, there that, ain't pure just point, DJs rocking it so hard they're coming over to Europe. But at that point, you can also buy your way to the top, <laughs> right? Instagram selfies—that's how you get to the top. You can is that's that's the kind of shitty part about the the scene these days. Pay, pay your way to the top, man. Well, I can't speak for any other cities, but I, I've seen it happen in L.A. quite a few times, and especially when you're living in a city where the community is smaller and it kind of depends on support. I think just showing up and being a part of the scene, throwing in a hand whenever you could throw it, you know, looking out for the better of the whole community and just instead of just yourself and your gigs... I think you start to network and make friends, and you'll find your own path from there. Yeah. Right on. The other part of his questions he's saying is, like, are there any tips for DJs or producers who are not established enough to rely on their name to get gigs? I mean, honestly, it's my – the whole – the English saying, like, out of sight, out of mind comes to example, like – if you are sitting, it doesn't matter how awesome your music is. If you're sitting at home and nobody knows in your city, then it doesn't fucking matter. It's not going to happen. Yeah, there's some dues you got to pay for sure. Well, and that I, could be just time in the, you know, out about in the scene, or staying visible other ways. You know, I, like Dustin's saying. I don't know of, about a lot of cities, sight, but I, I know in Minneapolis, if you show up and you want to contribute to what's already happening, that is a a good foothold in in starting something for yourself uh you show up and you're ready to work you're ready to push around base bins you're gonna climb ladders you're gonna zip tie things and you're gonna hang lights run cables you're gonna sacrifice time and energy and then you can pivot that into your own thing and if you don't see something happening that you want to see you start your own thing and that's how things really start to get moving like uh, minneapolis is very do-it-yourself Participation. Well, I, that I, was I that totally was LA in the beginning. Agree with Mike because it kind of works the same way in LA in a lot of ways as yeah, well. Yeah. Like sweat, like sweat work of, pays off. Sweat equity. Yeah, just being a part of things, putting in a hand, and it, like don't always just look out for yourself and expect people to be like, well, you know, I'm I'm a DJ. Why don't you book me? It's like, dude, we're everybody's a DJ. Like, put everybody's work, a DJ. Know? And no one cares. Vodka's good. And at the same time, you know, maybe you're trying to help out with the crew and maybe you're not accepted in the circle. Find a different circle. Find people that you do relate with somehow. I don't know. This is great. Everybody wants the fame, but they don't want to put in the work, man. Is there cucumber in this? I found there's very few people that are willing to actually work hard for this. And I'm not talking about just working hard, being in the studio and making tracks, recording DJ mixes and promoting yourself on Facebook. No, I'm talking about 
the fucking physical labor, yeah. blood, sweat, and tears of doing shit to continue to push for music. But that's shit, we've that's all been through that stuff. But that's when we were coming up. What about the new generation that we we don't have to deal with that? At, not really. No, I think because we've already they established have the opportunity ourselves. Opportunity to do that too. Maybe not so much in Europe where it's more of an established industry. Yeah. But I definitely think in countries where there's smaller scenes, I think you can put in the physical labor to make things happen. Cheers. Cheers. Um, Yes. Here's the thing, though. Hang on. Oh, that's good. Jojo loves the vodka. Here's the deal, though. Um, When it comes down to this shit... Oh, I lost my train. <laughs> Exquisite. Train what wrecked. Train wrecked. Train wrecked. <laughs> is in full effect. We are talking about putting in work to becoming a DJ. Oh, no. Yeah, here's the deal. So, like, if you make good music and you're a good DJ or whatever, that's not enough. Like, you have to be willing and able, and able to go all in because if you're not, there's still going to be, like, ten guys behind you that are a little younger or ladies, you know, because that's what's happening. Uh, you gotta be able to fucking keep up with it because there's always someone willing to pick up the slack that you don't want to pick up. So you really gotta go for it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Hey Mo, how do you how do you find your sound style or stamp to make something different? I guess like how do you find your your signature and it's like enough to stand out where you could really like that's your thing. That's what you're known for. You can't force it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't force it and you also can't try to continuously be something that you're looking up to. It just comes out naturally over time. Yeah. I think it, it also comes down to natural talent in a lot of ways as well. I I don't know if everybody in the world is always gifted with the same thing, but I think if you're too strongly influenced by one thing and you're always trying to create music that is trying to copy that one thing you're influenced by, Sure. Um, well, there could be two outcomes. One is naturally your own sound will kind of emerge from that, or you'll continue to just sound like that particular person and not have anything original. Right. Don't have a voice of your own. You're just trying to, like, you know, continue the wave that you've been riding and your own current influences. I don't know. I don't know if this applies to other people, but it's definitely applied to me. And it's advice somebody once gave me that resonated and never kind of went away. And it was um, know exactly what you want from from what you're doing. I mean, have the clearest picture as possible from what you're trying to achieve. And hopefully that puts things in perspective where you can set goals for yourself to accomplish those things. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and I don't know. For me, it's always been like, this is what I'm into, but this is the kind of music I want to write. This is what I want to do. And just try to achieve those goals, and hopefully that reflects me in the best way possible. <laughs> it's getting loosey goosey over here. <laughs> oh, man. Jojo broke open the steak chips. <laughs> 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 nice little I swear, kitchen. Ever since you guys fucking rung me in on this call, all I've been hearing about JoJo's trying to cook something. You just hear like <laughs> you can hear like just cr- the bag crinkling in the back. <laughs> Mind you, we just came for fucking guy. dinner. <laughs> There's a good shimmy in there too. Got the munchies. <laughs> Damn it! Oh 
Okay, so we talked about what we don't like in techno earlier. What like what what's kind of getting you going right now? What's it gets you excited? Like the stabby shit, or like the deeper stuff, or tribal, or what's what you into? I'm gonna have to do so much editing. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. Claps that are on the four four. Get out of here with that. So you can't no more truncate tracks. Is what you're saying? So truncate's dead. <laughs> That's all I play. And oh, Mo, we lost you. Sorry. <laughs> Right after four four claps. I don't know. For me, I mean, like, uh, I guess it's. Well, actually, this is two parter. First of all, I've been playing a lot harder again recently, but I also feel like because like a lot of the records that are coming out are kind of pretty fucking banging. I think it also has to do with the the climate of what's going on right now politically and socially, like. It's when kind of a reaction. It's a little dark, yeah. You know what I mean. When music gets a little more aggro or something, Probably like Google moving in across the street. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what upset I about, I'm, I'm personally upset about. I that. saw Alan post Euro paninis a few months ago. I don't know, three, four months ago. Alan posted uh, Fitzpatrick? Alan T. Alan T. One thousand. Oh, Alan Oldham. Alan Oldham. Yeah. He was saying, yeah, he said uh, 136 BPM, techno is back. And not until I came here and heard it two nights in a row that, yeah, that was pretty much the theme to almost a a degree, you know. Is it back in Europe or is it back worldwide? Well, I'm not in the States. What's going on in the States? Can you play 136 or no? No, (laughs) I don't think so. Mo, right? Mo? Um, I think 136 probably doesn't go over well, but who do, what do I know? I mean, you know what? I think, uh, in certain parties in Chicago or, or certain parties in the Midwest, yeah, they'd be down. Yeah, possibly in the Midwest. I, you got to be playing a certain kind of techno to be playing 136. You can't be playing like super huge bass techno tracks. And you can't, you can't play a dub fire spit up to yeah, 136. There's no dub fire. There's no. <laughs> it sound weird. Gigantic drum cell kick drums. <laughs> oh shit, the going. speaker was on. <laughs> I, I would say the, the fastest I've been able to push myself is about 132 in the U.S. I opened yeah, at 131 probably. last, no, Friday night. Damn. Yeah. What did you finish at? About 132, what? Yeah, it's not oh, okay. 132. Oh, you didn't Something jump like too much then. No, well, no, I, I, went, I started at like 120. Oh, you mean when you were like... Right, when it was like ambient time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I think the States doesn't... They can't really handle that speed, man. It's just too much. They can. I, Milwaukee, okay, they Minneapolis, can. Chicago. Ah, certain right, parties. Right, right. Not... No, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say warehouse parties in any of those areas. No problem. Hmm. Well, hey, you should on, always do your thing. Yeah, on Friday, they were... They came in ready to go, like from the from the first yeah, they, hour they were ready to. They party. didn't. They didn't. They didn't step Mo back. Wasn't there? Sorry, Mo. Where was this? Grease Mueller on Friday. Greasy Mule. I've never been there yet. The Greasy I think Mule. I drank all my beers. <laughs> we'll have more vodka. We have half a glass of vodka. Okay. Like Apparently, the story the the story about when I was playing. Well, I mean, the trunk night at Grease Mule. 
was that they handed out 250 drink tickets and 60 of them came to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truncate drank 60 drinks that night. I didn't drink them all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> when, I, when I was back there, they handed Andreas 50 tickets right there when I was right before I left. I don't know. They just kept handing me tickets, and I was like, all right. <laughs> I was looking for those strawberry limers at Grease Mila. <laughs> strawberry limers. Is that what they're called? Is that that yeah. strawberry oh, shot? They don't. I don't think yeah. they have that at. No, at they didn't. Is that a Bergheim Ariel exclusive? Was, <laughs> Ariel was. I haven't asked for it elsewhere, no. but I'm yeah, sure. right. They can. They they make it in a bottle. You can buy it. What's oh, that? What's that Listerine shot that they have? That's just like oh, Listerine. Yeah. Yeah. That pepper. Beffy is a shot here in in Berlin that's kind of like mouthwash that you can drink. Oh. Yeah. And it's the worst thing ever, except for when you've been there for 12 hours. It's super refreshing. It's refreshing. It's not. <laughs> it tastes straight, straight up like Listerine. Oh, God. Listerine with a little shot of alcohol. A uh, little lemon rind. Yuck. <clears throat> um, well, what's your, what's your plan for next year? Is it going to be more focused on drum cell or hypoxia or just kind of keep it equal distance with both? Or what's what's up? Hypochia. No, I'm gonna. I, I finished <laughs> the next two hypoxia records are done, and I'll just kind of let those roll out when they're ready to come out. But uh, definitely doing pretty much nothing but drum cell stuff for 2018. So get back in the seat. I got all that experimental shit out of my system, and it's time to make some techno. There you go. Finally. <laughs> Dave, I mean, you're always making shit. Do you do you have a like, kind of a roadmap or like do you have an idea like 2018? I want to do I want to go darker, or harder, or like what's your do you have a, an idea yet or not really? I don't, man. I'm just going with going with the flow and whatever I feel. Mo, can you hear David? Yeah, I can hear him a little bit. All right. <clears throat> yeah, just going with the flow, whatever I feel like, and like like I've discussed with you before. You know, I've been getting into that whole lo-fi thing and i'm trying i'm trying to make tracks like that but i feel like most of the time i'm striking out <laughs> dave all and, you gotta do is record it to a tape machine man nah but still i'm still not happy with it you know what i mean and uh yeah i don't know man there's no there's not a certain direction i'm trying to go i'm just going whatever with i feel Right on, Jojo. I mean, what's up with you? Are you going to put out some more music in 2018? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I have some stuff written. Yeah. Right on. Working on an album, actually. I don't know. That's silent. That's awesome. Well, it's not so silent anymore. Yeah. This is going to go out to about 25 people. <laughs> uh, I know Mike's got, you know, on top of the remix record coming out with both me and Drum Cell and Sims, he's got some shit coming up. Um I'm going to try and put out a bunch of records this year. Let's see what happens, but that's totally the intent. You know? Actually, maybe that's a good time to mention that I do have a... I got a collab record with Ben Sims that's coming out uh, in 2018. Yeah, like March, April, something like that? Yeah, we're looking around March, April. And, um, I mean, this record's been done for over a year now. Yeah, it's like over a year. We finally decided to... Um, to put it out and we got a I don't want to say the alias name yet but we got a we got a name for our little back to back thing and more more 
artist trying to be secret? No, it's not that. It's just I don't know when we 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 haven't officially announced anything yet. So it's I mean it, it totally is both to you guys, but it's not full on what you would do separately. You know what I mean? So exactly. that makes sense for an alias. You know? Yeah, yeah. And um, we have a back to back set coming up at Bergheim, which we're pretty excited about. Is it uh, housey alias or is it no more it's, techno it's, alias? It's it's techno. It's our like Jack tracks kind of the thing, which you hate that term. I do. I hate Jack Tracks. <laughs> See, that's well, the, know, that's why me and David get along because we always love Jack. Jack yeah, there's like it's so hard to find that stuff these days, man. I don't know. Claps on the one. Claps on the one. God, just hate, like just I party tracks. Preference. Personal that's what, preference. That's what I said. This is what I was saying earlier about the whole like atmospheric and droney techno. It's like there's so much of that going on right now. I feel like I'm just like. Oh, so there's Someone, no in between. It's either jack tracks or drone techno. Or acid techno. In <laughs> <laughs> <And> trance. <laughs> no. <wrong> techno. <laughs> hey, Mo, we had this question earlier. What's the worst trend of 2017? Do you got an opinion on that? We said the trancey shit. I think you asked me that. Did I? <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. Said, we'll edit this he out. Said, he said the face. He said the faceless techno, but that's. Oh, not... I don't think I oh, gave shit, you. Oh shit! I did ask that. But that's not the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay, Dustin. <laughs> what do you think is too much social media interaction for artists these days? Ooh. Oh, good question. Hmm. It's to a point where. You want names? Social media starts to play against your <laughs> career. Yeah, I want names. <laughs> Come on, Jojo. Joe wants a name drop. No, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know in this day and age, because it's like, for example, some people can get away with zero social media presence, and they're fucking killing it. Where others, if they, they that's the only reason it. they have jobs. Yeah. Sure, but do you think that works against them when people start getting too personal too communicative, commenting and talking to too many people. I don't. I don't think it's opinions about everything. I don't think it's uni- a uniform response. Some people really respond to it, and they're like, "Oh, I see this person, and I'm going to go see him now because I saw him on social media." And other people, maybe older people, are like, "Look at this uh, uh, social media shill. Why would I ever go out and see that person?" Yeah, people. Uh, I don't even want to go there. Actually, uh, well, I mean, I I think I should. Whoops! I think. Can you guys hear all right still? Yeah. I think I could comment because this is my podcast, which goes out to people. So it's like uh, social media show. Yeah, it's a, it's a social social That's media show. Social media show. Social, social. I'm I'm really not. I mean, because I was like, maybe I should shut this fucker down because it's like, how much do you really know need to know of a person? Like, for example, like, maybe you don't need to know anything about Hyperactive. Maybe you need to know that he has made some great records and that's it. But at the same time, then there's also the flip side of it. It's like, you realize, like, oh, he's a cool fucking dude and there's some great stories or whatever. And uh, so, I mean, it goes both ways, I think, you know. For the record, we haven't heard any great JoJo stories tonight. Yeah, you got we need, one? We need a good JoJo story. Back in the day? Yeah. Off the cuff. I can give you last night, back in the day. <laughs> last night, that, that but was you know, I, I found a purpose for that little pocket inside your, your special pocket. Special purpose. Oh my god! The little pocket inside your pocket is great for change. 
and I was carrying these euros around all night, and I had one or two dollar euros, and I was like, putting them in there. But then I took a couple steps, and I felt the change falling down my leg. And I was like, "Shit, I got a hole, a hole in my pant, my pocket," and I, I actually put it on the inside of my pants, <laughs> and it fell down. And then it was in my boots, so I thought it all fell out of the boots. And then this morning, when I put them on to come over here, or this afternoon, I, there was still a two dollar euro in my boot. <laughs> but I was walking around Bergen to Panorama with like a bunch of change in my in my fucking bottom shoes. of my shoe, you know. <laughs> I was like, damn it, this isn't coming out until I get home. Shit. That was one of the reasons that drove me to get out of there last night. It's like, it's time to go. It's time to go. I got to get this euro out of my boot. Oh, man. Hey, Mo, when are you coming back to Berlin? Uh, me and David are playing together in January 5th or something like that in Tbilisi in Georgia. And, uh, and then right after Georgia, yeah. I'm going to come to Berlin for a week. Oh, right. I want to get you on the actual microphone, not this Skype bullshit. I want you to tell the Ben Clark in L.A. story with the warehouse. Oh, oh man. Holy shit. That's, that's a good one. What happened? Well, well, we can, there. We can't tell, tell it now no. because he has Mo to come has in to and tell the story, but it's so oh, long. Yeah. Is that the one with the hot plate? Yes. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good story. That's to do with the hot oh, plate. Oh, shit. I was there. I saw that. Crazed. What was that guy? Oh, dude, what was the guy's name? Oh, sad. It's a Taco. sad story. Actually. Taco. Taco. That's right. <laughs> oh, we'll God. keep this as a trailer for the full yeah. story later. The story of Taco. Tune in. The, the story but of the, Taco and the but hot the, plate. The best part is that Ben Clark had no idea of any of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it had to do with him. Does he even know to this day? Does he? I, don't I think he does. I think somebody's told him that. <laughs> okay. But back then, this was what, 2012 now? 2013? Yeah, let, let's not give away any more. Yeah, okay. Any more of the story. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first, exclusive here exclusive. on the podcast. What podcast? Train racks. Train racks. Train racks. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. Now podcast. I permission from every party involved. If I could tell this story in its completeness. Oh man. That right on. Well, hey, we've been recording for about two hours. I'm gonna wrap this fucker up soon, so we're gonna let you go, and then I'll, I'll fade these dudes out. But uh, good. it was good to talk to you. I hope this segment actually works on the real deal. We'll see how the recording goes. <laughs> well, toast yeah. at the moment. He's like, "Whoops, I forgot to hit record." Yeah. <laughs> it's recording. <laughs> I saw the look on his face right now. Whoa. Wait, <laughs> that happened once. I'm not going to tell you who it was on the show, but he was like one of the biggest legends on the show. Came over, recorded the shit, and I went to open the recording the next day, and it was just like blank waves. I selected the wrong input on the audio device. Oh, my God. Brutal. Oh, it was bad. Anyway. Anyway. So, Mo, we're going to say goodbye to you first off. Have a good one, Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Peace. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Mike G for using his iPhone and his battery power on this uh, cause. And uh, we're using data. I hope not, because that'll cost nah. you. That's kidding. Are you? No, no. I was on Wi-Fi. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you, man. Uh, yeah. So we're about two hours in. I could keep going, but these guys got all have early flights back out to the states in the morning. Jojo, what time are you out? Eleven. Eleven. Ironically, they're not on the same flights. United. Anyway, um, we're all flying to different locations. Exactly. Uh. Mike, actually, right about 
now or roughly after your system remixes record will be out with Drum Cell, myself, and Ben <clears throat> Sims. Uh, what's coming up after that? Are you, are you ready to say yet or no? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm firing through a bunch of material uh, for future system releases. Uh, I haven't been writing a lot of music for the last, I don't know, six months, uh, focusing on things like uh, events, um, you know, other things you do in this industry, um, life life stuff. But, um, yeah. What about, what about you, Dave? Um, Music-wise, I'm um, working on the next Truncate record. I actually have it ready. I just need to submit it and hopefully to get that out, like, maybe February-ish. March okay. and then the Ben Sims thing. What's the uh, what's the turnaround time on those truncate records? Um, it varies, man. It could be four to eight weeks, sometimes longer. Yeah, four to eight weeks. Yeah, I think my window right now is about eight weeks. Um, yeah, some people get like four or five month <clears throat> windows from Oof. the minute they email off the tracks to when it hits the shelves. No, Dietrich's pretty good. Like he'll he'll tell me when's a good time, and he was like, "I can push it through." So it it happens. But there's been times where it, it takes a couple months or a few months, and it's fine because I don't have a I don't have a schedule that I take uh, that I stick to. So I'm I'm all good as long as probably that this time because of the Ben Sims uh, collaboration record will be coming out. So I want to have that come out before then. Uh, I can say for myself. By the time this motherfucker airs, uh, I got a new record with Joel Mole. We haven't done one since 2010. Um, I've been going to Stockholm for about a week at a crack a few times now. We've been making a lot of stuff. There's four of those tracks that are coming out, and I'm really happy with that record. It's not really a peak time record. There's no hits on it or anything, but it's like super deep, and a couple tracks are emo. The rest are, well, there's one banger and then just one kind of spaced out trippy uh, track. But um, that's out on Imparable, probably mid to late February. Uh, you can hear that in some podcasts now. And uh, I got a records release in March on Radio Slaves label, the first time since Stranger to Stability. So I'm, I'm pretty happy mm. to get that fucker out. Yep. What about you, JoJo? I'm working on the release of Four Track 25. Uh, I'm working on a Kenishi remix. Mm. Working on a track for Hector. Vokodek. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a remix of one of his. It's a guy from Venezuela, but he lives in Buenos Aires Buenos now. Buenos Aires now, probably, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And um, working on a track for Dare for Northern Parallels. It's only been about six months. <laughs> and he's about ready to shoot me. <laughs> so it must be really good. Sorry, Mike. It paid off. I had to wait to get the UAD thing to get my world of... <laughs> Sound organized. Well, I can tell you Sounding what, man. Really good. Since the UAD stuff, I've been able to like massively upgrade the mix sounds in some of my tracks. Well, I love those things. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, like, listen, if you're if you're on the show and you're like, whoa, what are you saying? Do I need to have this? No, not at all. But if you've been around for a minute and you kind of know your way around compressors, limiters, EQs, all that shit, it's worth the it's worth spending a little bit of money, even if you get the Apollo Twin, you know, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't use all special. the plugins at once. Yeah. This is a total commercial. No, we're not going to give them any business. Yeah. If you want to send me a UAD card to record the show, 
then I'll tell PO you that box. there's a special at the end of the year <laughs> saying, hey, you get a free satellite quad. I just gave a free hookup anyway. So <laughs> uh, any any new, um, like let's say in the last even six months, new podcasts that people can check out aside from this, music stuff? or Yeah, there was one on Robin Porter's um, kind of immigrant mix that he does out of Manton. He's back in Manchester. Um, did a mix for him. <coughs> Um, grasshopper, warbler. This is all like within the last six months. So there's a few things on there for sure. Just mix glottum. You could read the dates of when they were released. <laughs> I can't remember anything right now. I did a. Uh, Where's my cue cards? <laughs> I did a podcast uh, last month, which would be November of 2017, um, for Raw Imprint. And uh, that aired first on Rinse FM, and you can find it on my SoundCloud. It's cool. Check it out. Right on. I would. I would also vouch for your uh, Deep Space that came out what six months ago now. Yeah, well, Deep Space been a while. Damn, I don't even remember. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good one though. It was summer. Yeah, and I, <laughs> you guys are all fucking laughing like oh, jackals. Uh, I did one in December. <laughs> For Deep Space. It's December right now. Uh, Actually, I hear, you know what? I listened to that mix on the airplane. Was it all right? I was impressed, man. Yeah. Seriously. Well, thank you. Actually, there's a lot of tracks I'm going to ask you for. Yeah, fine. <laughs> well, the track listing's on SoundCloud. Ah, okay. But I need you, to yeah. hear it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's in still, the zone, in the pocket type shit. And then, you know, probably by this point, there'll be some more stuff. Yeah, that was that was pure vodka right there, by the way. Yeah, strong. <laughs> uh, got no, me. So, I thought it was uh, water. Ch- Check that out, and then um, actually, that was kind of the first one I did in the past year. So, Mike, do you have anything out recently? Um, I, I've been being pretty quiet on the podcast front, but I got some stuff coming up that I can't talk about yet. Oh, elusive! No. Yeah, I'm taking that elusive drum cell route. <laughs> Faceless podcast, right on. <laughs> um, Gigs? No. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, well, first of all, did we? talk about is there remixes coming or releases did we do yeah we did the remixes and releases okay. thing all right let's plug some gigs for february and march and then let's tune the fuck out on this who's first let's just close out december the year to close out the year is a blank code five-year fair enough party in detroit mm-hmm. so we'll be out there for that yeah and yeah. that's the one you're at too right mike yeah yeah uh it's uh <laughs> <laughs> the blank Sorry. code guys, uh, Andy, JoJo, Drum Cell, myself. Probably pretty rowdy. And then you're flying right back for the uh, Intellifunk party in Minneapolis, right? Yep, yep. And then that's with Cisco from Advent. Yeah, he's playing at the. It's on New Year's Day, right? Yeah, so New it's, Year's, a, it's New a, Year's Day Day. It's a New Year's Day party. Right, yeah. yeah. So we go right from Detroit to Minneapolis for that. What's your plan for the end of the year? Um. Planned right now. I got Rome for New Year's. Um, going to Japan. Oh, and you got Bassiani too. Bassiani, Lyon in January, and then Brazil for the first time for me in towards the end of uh, January. You got a badass winter ahead of you, man. Dude, then February I go to India for oh, some awakening stage at some festival. Is that an outset? Can you say that on the show? Or I got to blank it out. Oh crap! I don't even know. To be honest. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Post, post, cut, dust and post. But I guess we can just say I might be going back to India. 
in February. Right on. Yeah. Um. Anything else besides that, or is after that you're like going to take a minute off, or what's up? No, man. Actually, for me, it's picking up. Um, I took all of November off basically, and December, January, February, it's starting to pick up again. Right From on. There on, so back to back to the grind. Awesome. For me, I don't really have much to say. I can say that I got a badass project going on, and uh, I'm taking off the last two weeks of January and the first week of February to work on, and that's all I can say that's about all that. You can say. But uh, let's just call it. Yeah. It was good to see you guys. Thanks for coming on. I'm sorry I didn't really prepare better. Uh, earlier, but shit happens. I'm sure it would still be. I mostly blame it on David for putting on a good party on Friday night here in Berlin. <laughs> Everybody's kind of on cloud nine now. You're right. Yeah, thank, thanks for arranging that party. Dude. Yeah, man, dude, my pleasure. Yeah, I, hope, I hope to do more. Uh, hopefully, 2018, we'll see some more truncate nights around somewhere. That's right. So, if you're a promoter, uh, we're down. Yeah, he's down. You're gonna have to hand out a lot of drink tickets, though. Yeah, dude, apparently. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> buck. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, Jojo, it's good to see you back in Berlin. It's been yeah. a minute. Likewise. Uh, I hope me. it's not another year, but if it is, you're welcome back on the show. Always. Always. Uh, Mike, here you know, there. good to see you on here the first time. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be here. Uh-huh. And and David, I guess this is uh, number third, three now. Third time, yeah. But always, always any time. Yeah. yeah, I gotta say that the first one was legendary. I know. Oh, with uh, <laughs> us three. Oh my God, and Mo, that was. Oh God. Was that two years ago now? <laughs> yeah. Well, even technically longer because it took me six months to get him on the air. Oh God. Yeah, oh man, that was, a, that was a train wreck. Well, that was the original intent of the show, but. Everybody on this Got show has, well, yeah, it's just like, well, you know, I have this, like, Instagram profile now. And, and <laughs> look at this, look at this table. It yeah. says it all. Like, There'll be, we'll, we'll, this should be the, this should be the, the cover of the SoundCloud totally. artwork. Or just, this, this is good. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal, like, I lost my train of thought, but that's the. What do you post? Whole. Is it just SoundCloud or do you do iTunes and all that stuff too, right? MixCloud. We're, we're on, uh iTunes sound, and SoundCloud. That's the, that's the two main spaces. And you can listen on the website. I don't think anybody actually goes to the website, but it exists. I keep it up to date. I don't know why, but it's Did, there. It's available. Have you ever thought of doing like a Facebook Live thing with video so people can just... Well, you, me, and Cosman did that, and it kind of derailed because we were trying to get the technology to work. Yeah, but we're recording off of a damn... Nope. Just uh, like we did now with I have an idea. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, what like up, a legit Joe, Joe? Facebook Live. Maybe this is kind of a... They don't really relate, but they kind of relate. Why don't you start a forum from this of oh, vinyl-only labels? Oh, God. I mean, no. we could, but then it'll be just a bunch of jackalopes talking Let's smack. Just create a blog and have people post their their gems. Well, I mean, that's kind of what if you. <laughs> there's a lot of thumbs down going on right now. Here's the deal: like in Berlin, if you if you have friends that go out to parties, they like to post records from 1998 that they're like, oh, this record's a bomb. I'm like, oh, so that's what you heard on Sunday, right? They never really actually <laughs> were around in 98 for that record. Right, they weren't they even were, born. They went, to it, the, they went to the Bergheim Music right, Facebook page and exactly. were like, this, I love this record. <laughs> so at the same time, it's like, actually, yeah, that record is incredible. You're kind of like, I know you just fucking heard about that. 
But that's not also it's not more, a bad thing. It's more so to just to, to discover labels that are vinyl only. Here's the thing, though, and I know Mike can can attest because Emma and Vibe was notorious. Like forums were a big deal because that was like when you posted something. Not only did the whole community know, but it was kind of saved forever. And technically, Facebook threads are too. But if David goes on, like let's say he goes on like some sort of racist tirade of course he's not gonna do that mm -hmm. but like say he does it could be forgotten in uh six months time but like all the shit that's on that thread it does it's not the same as like a, a forum because it's a community of like a few hundred mm. people or a thousand people it's not yeah. whatever the fuck facebook is these days you know what i mean five billion or something exactly <laughs> so it's like i don't know i kind of want to see message boards come back but i don't think it's gonna happen yeah or That's like what Facebook groups are for. Chat rooms and shit. Chat rooms. So I'm like burping into the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm already so <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> but uh, we've been peacing out for a minute now. I think it's time. You guys got to hit the airport in the morning. Thank you again for coming out. All that Thanks, shit. man. Thanks for having us. Good to be Thanks here. The drinks. Good to I hope be it was in your house. Yeah. It was fun. Peace. Uh, Peace. Malvita Zane. Thank you, Sam. <laughs>